Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 65 of the Cadaver Lab podcast. I'm Mike, and with me is Johnny. What's up, my man? What's up, my bitch bongos? <laughs> did you write that one down? You're you're you're, no. you're very creative. That that was that I was spontaneous, not... is what you're saying. That's how I that's how I talk to people at work and bitch stuff, bongos. You know? No, I just I make up stuff. Oh, you know, like uh, titty turkeys or just anything, <laughs> man. You bring you, you use the same consonant on each one, dude. It's called alliteration. It's called awesome. It's called, it's called it is called awesome. Uh, so what we've got today is uh, we have a kind of a special episode for you, uh, a little bit different than, than what we typically do. Uh, this one's called the Cadaver Lab Call Out Special, and uh, or episode. Basically, what it is is we've asked you guys, and, and we got a lot of a lot of response uh, from you guys. We we called you out and said, hey, listen, okay. Uh, there are three to there. There are three categories of movies that we want to talk about in this episode. First one being films that you expect to become classics that may not already be considered classics. Uh, films that you love and think is a classic, but maybe doesn't get the love that you feel it deserves. And uh, the third kind is films that you know are not classics, nor will they ever be, but you can't help but love them. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Both me and Johnny have a list. Uh, what's your list looking like, man? It's pretty good, man. Uh, I'm actually pretty impressed with it. Oh, with your own list? You're, you're impressed with your own work if you don't say so yourself? <laughs> no, the reason I'm impressed with it is the fact that I thought I wasn't going to be able to think of anything, and I thought of quite a few. Oh, good. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not impressed like, uh, you know, I didn't get a boner when I looked at it. Well, well, no, the first time I did, but the second time I didn't. Well, the first time you look at anything, you know, something new, get a yeah. little excited just for its newness, and yeah, yeah, I mean, that happens. I understand, man. That's yeah. completely That's understandable. That's normal. So before we get to the show, uh, what you got going on? Is there anything you want to talk about? Uh, not a whole lot, man. I I've been cranking out the Kruger Nations lately. Oh man, yes you have. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm trying to get a lot of them out. Now, okay. Oh, you know what? And I forgot. I was going to ask you for some help on uh, Windows Me or Windows Movie Maker. Cause uh, yeah, I I'm I'm going to start doing videos too, but we'll see. What are you doing videos for? Well, you know, well, not not for anything in, in particular. Sam wanted to get some movies going for the Cadaver Lab so we can put it on the site. And, you know, we were talking about some things we could do. But uh, right now it's funny because uh, um, I, I, you said you had to listen to Sam and I, the, the special episode. There was a movie called, um, oh, what was it called? Evil Things that uh, we reviewed it's going to be playing at the uh, salty horror film festival coming up not this weekend but the next weekend this weekend's halloween but anyway uh it was a found footage type of movie and you know it was actually pretty good i I was actually pretty impressed with it so i thought to myself you know i'm gonna pretend and make a and make a found footage movie so me and my kids and my wife made one did you really? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it was just dicking around. I mean, it, it's going to be terrible, but I figure I'll put it together. It'll be something fun for the family, you know, to, That'll be awesome, to look man. back. I was, uh, it was uh, Friday the 13th, part 13, because uh, we chose that mostly because uh, uh, I have a Jason mask, and uh, that was our main prop, <laughs> besides <laughs> like a baseball bat or something. I don't know. Well, anyways, it was kind of fun, so I, I wanted to dick around with that. Nobody will ever see that. Outside my family, oh, man. anyway. You got to put that on the site, oh, dude. Oh, dream on. Oh, man. <laughs> Everyone wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. Hey, did you catch that Halloween documentary on the Bio Channel? You know, I didn't catch it. Uh, let's see. You're you're not talking about the Nightmare on Elm Street one, because wasn't that just, didn't they just play, uh, um, 
Oh, never sleep again. Never sleep again. Was this one? Yeah, it was I mean, the same thing. Was uh, the, the thing they, they played about Halloween, was that like an extra on one of the DVDs? Do you know? Oh, no, no, no. This was completely brand new. Oh, really? No, I didn't catch it. The only interviews they used that were old were um, Deborah Hill and Mustafa Akkad because they're both dead. Oh, I didn't know Deborah Hill was dead. I didn't either. Apparently in 2005 she died of cancer. Uh, bummer. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, it was really cool, man. Hey, there's a lot of funny moments in it and a lot of cool techniques they used and stuff that I didn't even know. Really? And you know the cool thing? The, the coolest thing about it? What? Jamie Lee Curtis came back for this and did a whole bunch of interviews for it. Really? Even, and she was even actually... Even, like she was like really now, proud. like recently. Yeah, yeah. These were brand new. She was really proud of it, and she was talking about how much she loves the Halloween movies and stuff. Really. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, man, she has not gotten too big for her britches. Not like Kevin Bacon or someone. You know, that's actually really cool to hear because, um, you know, Kevin Bacon. I mean, he's done pseudo horror movies since. You know, and and so is, uh, so is uh, what's her name, Laurie Strode. But, but. Uh, you know, I mean, she's been into making movies like, like freaking, like Beverly Hills Chihuahua. She's doing Activia commercials, you know, and so I, I don't know. It's just cool to have her come back after she's been in like these, like these uh, Hollywood movies, like True Lies and all those types of things. You know, it's like she Freaky Friday. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, yikes. <laughs> she she does all those, and she's still excited to come back and talk to you. You know, I wonder if it's on. I wonder if it's going to be on before Halloween. I'll bet you it is. Well, it, it's on tonight. Oh man, jazz game tonight. I'm watching. That. I'm watching that as we're recording. <laughs> nice. So I'll give I'll give everybody updates. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I won't do that. Uh, no, but that's cool. Speaking of Halloween, um, one big thing that I love around Halloween time is obviously that uh, AMC uh, Fright Fest, Monster Fest. Oh, is it Monster Fest? Okay, I, it's one of the one of the two. But uh, dude, I love it because you can throw you can throw that on. All you know, you can just keep horror movies going. All day, every day, and you might well for me. My kids can walk in and out, and I don't feel guilty, you know, watching movies around them. But but, however, there was one part that really bummed me out when I was watching Halloween. It's you know the first time I'm watching Halloween. You know, PJ Souls is all cute in there and whatever. You know the you know the part I'm talking about. Where you didn't say anything you liked, did you? No, and that's exactly right. She goes, "Do you like what I see?" And my, my wife was in the uh, my wife was in the room too. I said, "No, PJ, I didn't like what I saw." And, she, and she's like, "Well, what do you see?" I go, "Honey, what do you think?" You know, <laughs> but anyway, whatever. I just I was just kind of bummed. I need to go back out, dig that out, just to uh, just to make sure I remember what PJ Souls' boobs look like. I, you know what's funny, dude? But. Is I was watching that the other day too, and th- for Halloween their slogan has changed. Instead of you know story matters here, gory it's matters, go- right? Go- gory matters here, right? But I was watching Pet Cemetery and they edited the shit out of the gore. Oh, I mean it's oh, come on, it's come a- on! Don't make a stupid pun if you can't follow up. It's it's all in good fun, my man. It's all marketing. Oh, those marketing I want tits and gore. Yeah, I agree with you, but those marketing assholes at AMC don't watch these horror movies because they're douches. No. I'm making a blanket statement. I don't care if it's judgmental, okay? They are not a protected class of humans. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just teasing. Not anymore. <laughs> well, oh, man. So, uh, Saw 6 is coming out, man. By the way, did you see Paranormal Activity 2? No, and I won't. Well, I mean, I probably will eventually, well, but... You're, you, did, you didn't like the first one, did you? It was all right. I mean, it didn't. it's good to see once, but... 
to never watch again? Well, I've only seen it once, and I'll probably never watch it. Well, I'm, I'm not saying I won't watch it again, but I have. I mean, once you see it once, you don't. I mean, there's nothing like you can, like some deep story plot that you'd miss, or, or some, you know, awesome gripping performance that you'd ever want to go revisit. But I do want to go see Paranormal Activity too. I, you know, I probably won't catch it in the theater because. I don't know. We'll talk more about this when we talk about the strangers, but uh, no. But I'm looking forward to going to see uh, Saw Seven. I don't care what anybody says. I like the Saws. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, dude. You know? And you, I'm excited about it. You said you didn't like Part Five. We were talking before we started recording. And yeah. you know what? Here's here's my take on the Saw franchise. Is like if you watch it in succession and you watch it all as one long story. You know, Saw 5 fits into the story. Like, I watched them all in a row one time last year. And, you know, I, they all fit. And, I, and I, you know, I even like number five. You know, it, it, it was just another installment of, you know, or another episode, if you will. And, uh, no, I thought it was pretty cool. No, I didn't hate part five. What I didn't like about it was the nail bombs. It just seemed lazy. Well, that's a good point. I mean, that, that, that's a good point to bring up. But, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, let's just say the master... Never got sloppy. It, yeah. it was The Apprentice. What? <laughs> man, I'm excited, man. I loved how part six ended, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they follow up on that. Yeah. Um, part six, man, that ending was wicked. I don't remember exactly how it goes. I remember, is that the one where he ended up, uh, no, that was number five where he was, like, getting. Six is the one where uh, the guy escapes the trap at the end. Which which guy, the the leader of the insurance company? No, the apprentice. The apprentice. Oh, oh, that's right because they turn the tables on him. And yeah. uh, I need to watch that again before we go. Before I go see number seven, I, there's no way I'm going to get to it this weekend or next weekend. So hopefully it's still in theaters and in, in uh, two weeks from this weekend. But whatever. Well, it's going to make a lot of money, dude. Wow. Well, and this is supposed to be the last one. Is that right? Yep. But I did hear some news that bummed me out earlier today. What? Oh, I think it was Horrorbid.com said that Lionsgate is already planning in a couple of years to reboot the series. Reboot Saw. Yeah. Reboot a series that's only seven years old. That has been coming out with a sequel every Halloween consecutively for the last yeah. seven years. How do you reboot a movie that's still being made? How do you yeah, how do you choose to reboot that's retarded. That kid. Are they going to just, like, are they going to, they can't reboot that shit already, dude. <laughs> are you serious? This is, I read it, dude. This I mean, is getting I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's not It's not shocking, though. No, I, yeah, I, I'll agree that it's, well, I, I don't know. It kind of is. I mean, the, the well, last. I mean, they're re- they rebooted Incredible Hulk, like, what, two years after the other one came well, out? Well, I think I don't know if that was a reboot. Well, was that a reboot? I don't know. What I assumed it was is the first one was shitty, so they decided to make a better one. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing, though. No, <laughs> uh, I like the uh, – actually, I can't remember which one I like better. I think the Hulk in the second one was a little better, if I remember right. But but the bottom line is is it's like it's – like, um, I don't know, it's a little bit different, because, like, the Hulk, there's a billion different adaptations of the Hulk, and the Hulk characters in a hundred thousand different, you know, cartoons and TV shows, movies, whatever. You know, it's kind of like, like with, like, Count Dracula. It's not like every time, like, when Frank Langella came out, it, it was like a, it was like a, a, a reboot or a remake of the 1931. I just kind of figure it's, you know, the story, it's, you know, their version, whatever, it, and, you know. 
But this, but and I kind of feel like that with the Hulk. That it's just the Hulk. The Hulk is a character in and of itself. And whereas you could argue that Jigsaw is Jigsaw. I mean, it's not. He's too it's new. not the same. He's too new. You know, he's not as. I don't know. I don't know. It seems. It just seems so strange. It's funny because they'll probably be. Saw will probably have a, a sequel out every year for the next fifty years, but of course they'll have started it over five times. Yeah. You know, it's come on. Hey, you know, I, I don't think when the series is over, I don't think I'm going to go see a reboot because at this point you can tell it's just a money. It's a money scam. Well, you you could really say that about some of the the sequels, you know, in and of themselves. Because I mean, let's let's think about the original series where you know it seems like there's two sets of movies, like one, two, and three kind of go together, and then maybe four, five, and six. I don't I don't know. I to be honest with you, they all kind of run in together with me nowadays. But but uh, I mean, you could get a you could kind of get a different vibe from the the earlier ones. Don't am I am I off base there or what? I mean, a little bit. I think they're all pretty consistent though. Really, I mean, even though even though the second one was the only one that was not written for the series, I think that they're all pretty consistent. What what uh, which one did he actually die in? Oh, uh, three. Yeah, three. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I, I wonder if they were just kind of making, oh, let's do one, two, three. He dies. You know, but then they decided, oh, well, you know, we can we can milk this udder for, you know, for four more sequels or whatever, you know. Well, shit. I mean, before this one was filmed, part seven, they were saying they were going to nine. And the studio's like, well, we have nowhere to go with the story after part seven. Well, I... Well, yeah, okay. I mean, they they well, the thing you got to realize too is they could have said the same thing about after part 3. Really? Yeah. And I mean, they I I figure if they feel like they can do what they did from 3 to 4 and, you know, in 5 and 6, you know, that they could probably figure out something, you know, something else out to do even though I mean, with all the flashbacks in all the movies, it's probably if they didn't think about it earlier, they're hoes, but I mean, I don't I don't know if they had everything planned out. You know, and, I think it's going to dominate the box office, so I think they might already be making some plans if it's going to do as well as they're um, predicting. Yeah, they're going to reboot it, and they're going to have the the main guy, the same main guy, come back to play so, the the jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> be awesome. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, but I don't care. I don't care about all the hate for saw. I I can't help but like it. You know, I mean, what's that? It's, what's it's, the guy's name that that? that uh, Michael Pare is that his name? I don't know who that is. Oh, I can't. I can't remember the guy's name exactly. I think it's Michael Pare who who's the who's the uh, uh, the guy in the trap at the end of Part Six that Shawnee Smith puts in. Shawnee Smith. <sighs> Shawnee, what? Am I? I don't think she was in Part Six. <sighs> They're all running in together, then, man. <laughs> oh no, because it was the wife that put him into that trap. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, my bad. You're right. It was the wife who put him into that, but I think that that guy is Michael Pare. And uh, in real life, yeah, I think I like nah, him. No, no, his name's something else. He has a he's from another country. He has a weird name. All right, we're gonna check it out, and we're gonna see who's right. I'm, I'm looking right now. I, I'm his I'm his friend online. <laughs> you you know you're so dead. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's see. Costas Mandler. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, he has a weird name. Unless you're from, like, Brazil. Well, nobody's ever going to know that I made that mistake, so I'm editing it out. (laughs) (laughs) 
I th- I could have swore it was. Let me look up Michael Pare to see if I'm. Who is that? I don't know who that is. Let me see if I'm just if he looks the same or if it's just totally. Oh man, I'm way off. That guy doesn't look. Oh no! The guy you're looking no, at is no, like no, no, black. No no. no, no, no. I know this guy. I know this guy. He. Oh, okay. Never mind. I I got him confused. He kind of. I guess he kind of looks like him. But except for he's he's Korean. <laughs> he's <laughs> not Korean. You jackass. Costas Mandalore. It's Mark Hoffman, Mr. Spray on Tan. I hate that guy now. I'm gonna I'm gonna insult him every chance I can get because I got that wrong. It was his and it was his fault, but anyway. That he had a weird name. <laughs> well, it wasn't the dude I was thinking of. <laughs> Whatever. Oh man, anyway, uh so anyway, I guess that's all I have to say about Saw. Except for I'm gonna go freaking pay my twenty bucks to go see it. The one thing I, the one thing I could say about the Saw series, is unlike other horror series where like you know Friday Thirteenth, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, the story in Saw is can you know it's pretty much the same from start to finish, uh-huh. whereas in the other movies it's just you know they throw in more teenagers and mow them down. Saw's actually well they're they're backtracking a lot but they're still trying to make a story that makes sense. Right. Well. And they, it gets a little uh, th- uh, thin, you know, from time to time. Oh, exactly. No, but I know. And I still I know think the saying. other three are better. The I, mean, I still think uh, Halloween, Friday Thirteenth, and Nightmare on Elm Street are you oh, know, way more. Yeah, you know, I I dare say that as a whole, as a series as a whole, I like Saw better than Halloween. I mean, I like one and two, and maybe three really well, but Halloween four and five, they, I don't know. I don't have great love for them. Yeah, four and five, four or five, and I think it's eight. What was I hated resurrection? So what was six? What, what six was the curse of Michael Myers? <sighs> okay, so I, I I'm not th- I can't think of that one right now. That's the one where um, the curse of the thorn and and my, his niece Jamie is having oh, a ba- his that's baby. Right. Yeah, it's, I'm not really. I don't like that one either very much. Was was number seven H two O? Yeah. Okay, so seven, and then you got the one with Busta. Yeah, Re- Resurrection. I hated that one. Oh, that one was stupid. And then and then that's it until the remakes. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, and so, I mean, I don't know. I like the Saw. I think the Saw is... Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't believe I said that. I mean, I'm going to get smacked in the balls for saying that. But I think I think all in all, I like the Saw better, and I like the, uh, I like the, uh, the Halloween series. However, I mean... I I love the original Halloween, and I even really like Halloween too. Um, you know, and Season of the Witch is pretty good, depending on the kind of mood I'm in, of course. But but uh, no, I mean I don't think any of the saws are as good as that original Halloween, especially since it scared the the shit out of me the first time I watched it, and I was old. Even though I don't like, you know, I don't know. I, I think I would still go with Halloween just because, to me, you could throw them on anytime and just watch them. Yeah, saw you. Whereas, you saw you really can't. Yeah, you got to know what's going on, and and honestly, if anybody could sit down and in ten minutes explain to me the whole story of Saw, then they are awesome, dude. That's because a voicemail that's, challenge, dude. It is because that story is so freaking intertwined and complex. Just, oh, it is insane. Like someone tried to explain it to me one time because I, I know you what's going on. You have to get all the, the subplots. You have to get if you if you get every little th- story thread, and you can get it to Johnny in ten minutes. 
And at regular speed talking, <laughs> you can't yeah, say I mean, this. Yeah, none of that chipmunk <laughs> shit. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, we'll get you a prize. <laughs> yeah, because I'm serious. It, I mean, you might even have to <laughs> write it down or something, like say, rehearse it. No offense, but no prize is worth doing that. No. that's. I mean, in my <laughs> opinion, that's that's like hours of work. For a, yeah, because I mean, I can sit down and kind of go through it, but I'll forget things because there's a million things that happen in those movies. Right. No, that's funny, man. So, you know, I I don't know. Saw so I like it. Sue me. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I like it anyway. Um, okay, well, just for this episode, I figure I figure let's get into a couple voicemails. And here's the deal: we got we got a bunch of voicemails that uh, were actually call out voicemails. And uh, we got a few that we had left over from last time, and uh, we have one that uh, has to deal with a uh, prize, uh, a prize at uh, a contest that we had, the Six Degrees for the Call of the Cthulhu. And then uh, I figure after that we'll start discussing some of our our lists, and then um, uh, play some uh, uh, voicemails interspersed there, if that's cool. Yeah. And all the music from this episode is. Uh, provided to us by the Mission Creeps. Very Halloweeny, very uh, creepy stuff. Go to missioncreeps.com and uh, listen to all that. Every every one of their songs on this episode is from an album called Dark Cells. Anyway, man, uh, let's say we play some Ear Fear and then get back to with some uh, voicemails. Word. Greetings, Mike, and greetings, Cadaver Labanites. Shane Diablo with you for another taste of Ear Fear, three albums that I've really been getting into lately. You know, at the passing of Peter Steele, I've been listening a lot to the old typo negative stuff. And this album is was kind of underrated, but it is a great album. So first up, typo negative, the album Life is Killing Me from 2003. Oh, my God. 
together in the late 90s and then they broke up and kind of went their separate ways and just got back together this year putting out a brand new album called At Night We Live and they did a cover of a hip-hop song Genuine Pony I don't know if you guys know them I don't know what it is far hard anyways uh, far check them out
Last band up, Shadow Reichenstein from Los Angeles. I believe they're from Los Angeles, California. Werewolf Order is this, the name of this album. They've got a, some great music on it. A uh, nice horror punk band from Los Angeles. Check them out. of Ear Fear. As always, you can check out my full-length podcast at DiabloCast.com. First up, you heard the 2003 release from Typo Negative, Life is Killing Me. Second up, Far, At Night We Live, the 2010 release from those guys. And Shadow Reichenstein was the third band with their album Werewolf Order. Check them out. All three of them, great albums from beginning to end. And Mike... Keep banging that biscuit, baby. Okay, this is Florida Possum. If nobody's called you bitches yet, 
about your six degrees of separation. My daughter got it in three, okay? And I'd like to say I don't have a weak mind and nothing about insertion or anything of that, okay? Just get it, get off the subject. Here it is, and you can double-check it, okay? Call of Cthulhu had Leslie Baldwin. It also had Dan Novi. Dan Novi played in Detroit um, with a guy, or girl, named Alex Safi. Alex Safi played in Time Quest with guess who? You got it, Bruce Campbell. Now, um, what, Jessica? Oh, Alex Safi's the guy, she said. So, if nobody else has called it, I'd like my four DVDs, and, oh, Mike, you can send me whatever it was that Sam never sent me. <laughs> uh, okay, since I got it in three, I think I should get something special. So, uh, something for me. Or something for her. Okay, so uh, you guys have a good night, and uh, stop playing with each other. Talk to you later. First of all, I will never stop playing with Johnny. Okay. That's just a ridiculous thought. Well, and second, what, what's with her attitude? Is she, did, did we, is she mad at us? Uh, you know, it's a good thing Sam is coming back because he's going to have an earful. Well, you know, the thing is, is I'm going to go ahead and let him get her her prize. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it, that's, it, that's the only reason why I brought him back. I'm like, dude. You come back on the podcast. I, I coaxed him into it. I'm like, dude, come back to the podcast. It'll be fun. I didn't tell him that uh, the Flopo is about to rip his balls off if she doesn't, if he doesn't send her her, uh, her prize. But uh, congratulations <laughs> on that. You know, I, I expected that to be a lot more difficult, and I'll be honest with you. Um, I, with my six degrees, I just basically thought there's no way in hell that this is going to be easy. So I just kind of, you know, whatever. It went out. Everybody's prize is ready to go. I actually have a prize for you. I have a, pr- a prize for All Hallows Steve because he got it in the forums as well. And uh, they actually, I, I don't know which one was first, but I know those were the first two. So I decided to just send out DVDs to both of them. No, before. And Flopo, you can you can he, tell you what you can do. I'll send something. Here, here's what I'm going to send to your daughter. Just a lovely, nice time hanging out with her mommy watching four shitty horror movies that i send you the the <laughs> time alone you will thank me for it's a it's you know it's, it'll just be so wonderful spending that quality time with her the more you know yeah. okay he's sending you memories and you you know what you can't put a price on memories flopo you can't you, you know whatever but uh i don't know if if uh if you're still mad at us for some reason i i apologize <laughs> 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 All right, uh, let's get to our next one. Hey, Cadaver Lab, this is the Wolfman here. I just got out of Paranormal Activity just a couple of minutes ago, and damn. This one, the reviews I've seen that say it's better than the original, I think they're right. This is a case where the sequel is at least as good as the original, and if you had any fondness at all for the original film, catch this one. I'm not going to discuss what happened in it because it is the day that it came out, and I don't know when this will end up on the air, so don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it is incredible. I'll be talking about it a bit more on a show of my own fairly soon, uh, putting out a special episode just to discuss it and let the folks who don't want to hear it know it before I start spouting off. Um, however, to the jackass who was sitting about three, four rows behind me in the showing with three of his, I'm guessing, friends and was calling them all pussies for being so frightened in the film, you, sir, are everything that is wrong with the horror genre these days. 
The Exorcist doesn't scare me. This movie, I don't know if I'd say it scared me, but it bothered me in all the right ways. And I'm glad that you didn't come into the theater with me, because I probably would have slugged you on the way out if I'd actually known who you were and whether or not I'd uh, get charges pressed against me. Anyways, this is the Wolfman, and I wish you all a nice day. You know what? What? I think once a year, maybe twice a year, we should legally be allowed to beat someone down in the theater. No, 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 no. You know what I'd rather do? I'd rather passively, aggressively call in a show and complain about it. And uh, that'll make me feel better, right? Nothing? <laughs> I'm just... I, I'm just I listen, I'm just, I'm just giving the Wolfman shit because you know what? I... I mean, you got everybody. Pretty much knows how I feel about people in the movie her being assholes, and that you know that's why I usually never go on the on the uh, the night or the weekend it releases. And I always typically go during work anyway because why spend normal time at the theater when I can go during work? Since my wife doesn't want to go to horror movies with me anyways. But no, that, that you did the right thing. You, you were the bigger man, Wolfman. Uh, but uh, I don't I don't know if um, uh, you know what I. <laughs> I just came up with a quick who else said that. When uh, the Wolfman said it bothered him in all the right ways, uh, <laughs> that was Johnny after his uh, uncle uh, left after visiting for a week. Nothing? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Molestation is always so funny. No, but that's really good to hear, man. Yeah, well, you know, and I hear a lot of people who do have a lot of fondness for the original. I just didn't have it, man. And. If this one isn't leagues above the original, I don't think I'll like it. Well, I don't know. That actually, because I actually liked, really liked the first one. And, uh, Did you really? Well, and the thing is, is here, here's, I think, what it takes. Because here, the, the last two movies that, that, that full-on scared me, like actual dread and scare and like I, you know and you it's it's silly because it's like there's nothing in your house that's going to get you but you know the things that I have to turn on the lights to walk around yeah I'm not too I'm not too manly to admit that it was wreck and it was and it was paranormal activity and I'll tell you exactly why I think because I watched it was completely dark completely and I was actually wearing headphones to watch it and both times I was watching it as I was laying in bed on my little you know miniature laptop so basically I had my headphones on the the laptop was right in my face and there were no distractions and every little sound every little creak whatever and every little nuance of the movie was uh, came across to me you know whereas sometimes if you're watching you know, a, a normal movie, you know, sitting on your couch or whatever, you hear, you know, all sorts of outside noise or whatever. But I think it was perfect for that. And I think that's why it got to me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, I watched it, I mean, I watched it on my TV in the dark, and I don't know, mm -hmm. man. Like, I, you know what takes me out of it what? is it's a handheld movie on just, the, you know, like a regular camera. Mm -hmm. And you know going into it that it's fake. That right there tells me that nothing in this movie is going to be scary at all. Well, yeah, you like at all. I mean, I, those kind of movies do nothing for me. You ha you do have to invest yourself into, uh, especially like a, a found footage film, like the one I was talking about, Evil Things. 
the, the one mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier. And, you know, it doesn't claim to be real or anything like that. However, um, you know, even even unlike uh, Paranormal Activity, the Evil Things was all about kind of a stalker or, you know, just, you know, some the, uh, the story is basically these kids go out to have a, you know, they're all in college. Somebody just turns 21. So they go out into this like mansion out in the middle of nowhere that, you know, they're going to stay the night, you know, with somebody's aunts or something. And they get into a couple of, uh, you know, maybe like road rage battles with, with this guy on the road. It's snowing. It's, you know, whatever. And that guy follows him and it's really creepy, you know, and, and uh, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I can't explain it in a way that, that it would sound creepy, but basically if you go watch the movie, you know, it, it does get to you. Cause I mean, it's something that it, it, these are instances that I've been in situations I've been in where, you know, I mean, haven't you ever like been driving down the road and then piss someone off? And so they follow you to your free to, to wherever you're going and you know, you get into a fight or is that just me? Yeah, I've never had that happen. Oh, that happened to me all the time there for a while. But anyway, you know, and it's just it was just really weird and blah blah blah, and it could happen, and it, it kind of got it got to me too. Well, it could happen. Yeah, I mean that's why I mean. But paranormal activity was different. It was it was different in that aspect? Um, you had to suspend your belief, you know, a little more in watching paranormal activity than you did in evil things, obviously. But I don't know. I mean, if you, it's it was fun for me to kind of let myself go, let myself get into the movie, you know, and it, it uh, kind of freaked me out a bit. Well, I mean, the thing that bothered me the most about it had nothing to do with the camera or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was Mika, the husband. I wanted to stab him in the neck. He was kind of if a... the fucking if the demon didn't do it, I'd do it myself. <laughs> well, he was just an arrogant ass. But it was a douchebag. Oh yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I get it. He's he's irritating, but uh, in the in, well, the previews for the new one for part two is like, "Where's Mika?" And they keep saying, "Where's Mika?" I hope he's dead. I don't want to see his ass in the sequel. Oh, you know, what? I've never seen the only the only uh, trailer or commercial I've seen for it just showed like bits and pieces. I didn't even realize the uh, the it was the same family or anything. Supposedly, yeah. Well, it doesn't be the same woman? Really? Because doesn't I thought Mika died. Yeah, he died. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he got thrown into the uh, in, across the room. Man, maybe he recovered. Maybe he's a resilient young man. Well, I don't think he's in the second one, but uh, I don't okay. know. Maybe, maybe it's like maybe they'll be like, go towards a lot. Tangina, if she wasn't dead, would come in and uh, and be on in in <laughs> Paranormal Activity Part Two. That's rude. I'd probably like it. Of course, you would. I like Zelda Rubenstein. Oh, I just thought you liked midget elves, ladies. Oh, I do. Oh, that's, I knew that. So that's what I said. Anyway, yeah. no, I'm pretty stoked about that though. I still have, I still have yet to see it. And that, he called that in a long time ago. We're just slackers. But uh, I will see it. I just, you know, uh, eventually, I probably won't. I, I probably won't go see it in the theater. It's probably be out by the time I even have a chance to go out and see it. You know, but whatever. I don't think that matters. Yeah. I mean, I want to see Psalm 3D. I know that I'm a, I'm a sheep. That I'm part of the corporate machine. Capitalism has stolen my soul. Yada, yada, yada. Hi, guys. It's 42nd Street Freak here. Um, just phoning to give some uh, feedback on the Witchfinder General review you did. Um, excellent stuff. Pretty much spot on of everything there. Um, it is indeed an excellent movie, and price is uh, wonderful in it. In fact, everyone is. Everyone gives a good performance in that. Um, just wanted to say um, there are in fact four versions of Witchfinder General um, there's the original UK version that was cut by the BBFC 
um, which lasted for many years, actually. Um, then there's the, as you mentioned, the international titties print. <laughs> um, then there is the American print, but uh, the American print, although uncut for violence, did originally have the entire score removed, um, the excellent score, I might add. Um, and it was replaced, like AIP did with um, numerous Barber movies, it was replaced by a Les Baxter score. Um, again, this lasted for quite a few years on VHS in America as well. Um, and the fourth version is actually what is on Region 1 DVD now, um, which is the original UK version with the original soundtrack um, but not cut um, so there is actually four versions of which are in the general just to confuse matters even more cut UK version international version of topless scenes American version uncut but with the score replaced and the version we have now which is uncut with the proper score so there you go four versions, just to really fucking confuse everyone. Alright guys, loving the shows, um, nice review of Night and Hunter as well, it's a shame it um, worked out so bad for Charles Lawton, um, as you said he never directed again, and uh, it supposedly hit him quite hard, the failure of it, and you know, like you said, it's an excellent movie, and especially for a first time director, and it's a shame that uh, kind of his directorial career ended like that. But there you go. We can't all be happy and flowers, can it? All right, guys. Excellent show. Keep them up. Keep on twiddling, diddling, and giving me pleasure. Bye-bye. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> he ended that strong, man. Talking about giving you pleasure. Twiddling didn't. So have you ever? did you ever check out Night of the, Night of the Hunter? No. Uh, it's one you definitely need to check out. It, um, wow, I guess, uh, I mean, I won't, I won't bore you with going over it again, but, uh, no, but it's, a, it's an excellent movie. But you have seen, um, uh, Witchfinder General? Witchfinder General. Oh, yeah, I have that. So, I, you know, here, here's the deal with all the cuts. I mean, you have to really love a movie in order to have seen all those different cuts. I mean, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, I, but I think Witchfinder General is one that I would definitely watch. Maybe not like right in a row or anything like that. But uh, I'd be interested to see, of course, the, the, the titty version. Is that what he said? But, yeah, you, you, international <laughs> the titty. titty version. But uh, whatever. I mean, excellent movie. I, I, we had, we had the, the cut version that we saw, uh, the, the, the North American non-titty version. But uh, it, was still, it was still freaking excellent, so. I don't know. I'm not sure which one I have. Have you like mine's mine's in the Vincent Price box set, so I'm not sure. Huh. Have, did you have you watched that copy of it? Yeah, I've watched it. Or, I just did ha- you I don't, see Bar Girl titties? I don't remember. It's been years. Oh, okay. No, I I don't know. I, I would assume you would remember if you know what I mean. I don't. I don't <laughs> even know what I mean. But uh, no, that's a cool movie, though, man. <laughs> but uh, cool, man. Hey, thanks for every all the all those voicemails. 
All right, we're back. So basically what we're going to do now is read off a couple of emails that we got from you guys, and we're going to talk about your choices. Uh, Johnny, you want to you wanna pick and choose and, and, and go with one? Okay. This is uh, Taylor, a.k.a. Dr. Necessitor from the forums. And the movie that he feels you should, that, that should be cult classics, or what, what's the, they should be Let's classics? See, num- number one is uh, films that you expect. should be. What films that you expect to become classics, but maybe they're too new or, you know, or whatever. But the second one is films that you love, you think should be a classic, but maybe doesn't get the love that you feel it deserves. And number three is films that you know are not classics, nor will they ever be classics. Okay, okay. Um, All right, so the first one um, is Session 9, The Ring, the remake of The Ring. And behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. You know what? One of one of the biggest ones that I have. One of my one one of the, the one of the first ones that I even came up with was the ring. And uh, I mean, did, did you ever see the original Japanese Ringu? Oh yeah, I saw that, and it was actually it was really good. But for some reason, I don't think it was as good as this remake. Is that? I mean, am I? I assume that I'm not the only one out there. I like them both for um, their own reasons. I think the Japanese one kept it more realistic, as where the uh, the, the uh, remake, you know, when they would die, their faces would be all, like, distorted and stuff. Just like when Peter Griffin watched Mannequin? Yeah, I get that. Oh, just, yeah. just kidding. No. no, I liked them both, though. Oh, man. I The Ring, I love The Ring. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the whole thing. I mean, the whole way it's set up to be depressed, it's always raining. And then, man, some of those visuals were just wicked. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I love that freaking movie. And uh, Session 9 is actually on my list, too. Is that cool? In the same category, too. Session 9 and Behind the Mask. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, and I don't know why, but I didn't I didn't bring up either of those on my list. But here's the deal. I also came up with like 30 movies and then thought, holy shit, we're not going to be able to talk about all these anyway. So <laughs> so I just kind of quit giving up. But I, I totally agree with all three of those, man. Oh, man. I think Session 9 is a movie that, when for me, when it's over, I think it just... You still think about it for so long. It just haunts you, man. Well, and that's one also the, the I mean, you you were talking earlier how you, you know, one of the th- that like the Halloween you could watch over and over and that's why you like it. I think that's one you could watch over and over because I mean, every little time you get little nuances, every time you watch it you get little nuances, you know, that may change your mind as to what the actual outcome of the movie was and whatnot. So Oh yeah. I don't know. I like I, I like it a lot for that reason. Um his next category, for the ones that get no love. Uh, the first one I've never seen. It's called Messiah of Evil. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I'm not sure what that is, but I, I need to look into it. I mean, because it obviously it's got no love from either of us. <laughs> and <laughs> the second one is the same way. I've never heard of this either. It's called Lamora, A Child's Tale of the Supernatural. I actually have this one, but I have never had a chance to watch it. I don't. I can't even remember what it's about. That's that's weird. That's three. That's I think yeah. all three of these that you're about to bring up I haven't seen. Yeah, and then the uh, third one, Let's Scare Jessica to Death. I have that. That's an awesome movie. Is it? Uh, is that a giallo? Uh, no, not that I remember. I, I haven't seen it in years, but no, I don't think okay, so. Okay, well, I mean, uh, that just kind of sounds like a giallo name. <laughs> no, I mean, I bought it a long time ago on DVD. Oh, did you? But Yeah, but it's a good one, man. Oh, cool. I remember watching it. I only watched it once, but it was really cool. You know what I'm going to do? And, and I... In, I really have to do this because it's so funny because every time I'll, I'll get a movie or whatever, I'll just be like, oh, man, I cannot wait to watch that, you know, whatever. And then time will pass. I don't get a chance to watch it. And I completely forget about it. You know, I do the same That I even own it, you know. So it's like, okay. Um, well, and that's because, I mean, I get a lot of movies maybe, maybe you know, the fun way. 
But, uh, you know, so, they, <laughs> so I don't have the nice covers and they're not out or whatever. But what I need to do is go through and make a list of every movie that I want to watch. That way I don't sit around. Every time I actually sit down to watch a movie, I dick around trying to figure out what to watch. I search through a bunch of stuff and, you know, I never, you know whatever. And it takes me a half hour to choose a movie to, to watch. Well, if I had that flipping list, I wouldn't have to do that. Dude, I mean, I need to do the same thing, man. Because there's so many movies that... I own that I'm. I really need to watch, and I really want to watch. I just forget I have them. Didn't I think? Uh, I think the beardy freak who who called in just barely was asked us a long time ago about our our to watch list, man, and uh, quite a while ago in an email or in a voicemail. And man, I th- that's a good idea because I have a movies that I want to get list, you know, so I don't forget. Yeah. But I don't have a movies that I want to watch list. All right, in the third category. Uh, the movies that are not classics, nor uh-huh. will they ever be. Mm-hmm. But you can't help but like them. That is uh, The Legend of Bo- Boggy Creek, which I've never seen that. I have not seen that either. The Hand which with is... Michael Caine. Oh, That's a good movie. Michael Caine, I thought that was a documentary on strabating. Um, no, there is one, though. <laughs> <laughs> they they do a bunch of interviews with uh, podcasters. <laughs> Great. And uh, the, the third one I haven't seen, it's Of Unknown Origin. Man, all of those I need to check out because, uh, yeah, definitely, I have not. These are movies that, I mean, he's naming movies that we obviously probably need to see. Well, right, I was going to say. Because I, I haven't mean, even heard of, like, three or four of these. It's not that I haven't seen them. I've never even heard of them. <laughs> exactly. I feel like a tard. Well, you are a tard, but not for other reasons. Uh, no, I'm just teasing. Uh, did I hurt your feelings? Man, I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. If If you were in this room, I would hug you and maybe even... Pinch your butt. Okay. Now that we got that <laughs> out of the way. Okay, so um, I got this one from Sean. Sean Gabber in Angry Gnome Comics. Uh, and uh, he he has one that I, in the beginning, I completely disagreed with. However, I've changed my mind since because it was on AMC Monster Fest and I watched it again. And I can see where he's coming from. Uh, let's see. His... He, he he sent one in for the films that will never be classics, but he cannot help but love. Um, he says he has a soft spot for Friday the 13th Part 5. Uh, he says it has some quality kills, hedge clippers to the eyes, decapitation while on a motorci- motorcycle, and uh, he didn't mention some of the best boobs in the Friday the 13th series. Um, the girl that's out there on that blanket? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to get back into uh, Morgana Le Fay territory with how psycho and psychotic and, <laughs> and, and, and gross I sound. Anyway, um, That's awesome. Let's see. So, and, and he said that he actually loves true crime, and uh, I I doubt we're spoiling this for anybody. But uh, so uh, yeah, there's no real Jason in this one. So you know, it, it's kind of a murder mystery with extra sex and gore and. And whatever like that, but uh, no, I, you know, and the thing is, is I, I was always, I've always been kind of bugged at this one because there's no Jason in it, you know, and there's no like, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, there's no like supernatural killer or whatever. But you know what? If if you watch it and you just kind of accept it as a as a true crime type of thing, it's actually a really good movie in my opinion. And I I just I can't believe I let the fact that it's not actually Jason bum me out so much. I don't know. I mean, I put it on my Kruger Nation uh, top five underrated sequel list. Okay. I mean, I thought number five was I, – I like it, man. I I think it's way better than some of the later movies. Oh, man. You better not say it's better than six, though. Come on. Don't say it. No, no, no. Not better I don't than care. six. But you know, if you, did, it is, if you, if you thought it was better than, than six, I would respect your opinion. 
<laughs> no, I think it's better than seven, eight, and nine. Seven, you know, seven. I I do like seven, but uh, man, I like seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> no, I like them all, but I I I still think five is better than them. Okay, I'll I'll give that to you, and that's cool. Um, let's see. So I'll, let me go. Let me go on to another one. I have one from Jermaine, who's actually Bonzo Box on the forums, and he he didn't list them out for me, so I'm just gonna read his email. Um, let's see, blah blah blah. None of these were particularly easy for me to think up, but for my movie that I think could be an instant classic, I'm going with Jack Brooks Monster Slayer. What do you think about that one? Oh, I love that flick, man. That movie was hilarious, man. I the guy who directed it is actually, he has a new movie coming out called The Shrine. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to be like just straightforward balls-to-the-wall horror. Really? And, yeah, and he says, man, like people who've seen it say it's just like terrifying. Really? And he wanted He wanted it to be like The Exorcist kind of thing. You know, do you remember? Do you remember the part in uh, Matt, uh, Jack Brooks that where he goes in, and I I can't remember exactly what it is. I think he's talking to his therapist or something about his anger management issues and whatnot. And uh, that whole scene in there, I was freaking rolling. That was so funny. And, oh yeah, dude! Uh, and it was Anytime just a classic that... monster movie. You gotta love it. Oh yeah, it, well, it has Robert England in it. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That... He's he does some bad stuff, but not very many things. Oh yeah, he he. I mean, unfortunately, he has been in some shit like uh, Urban Legends. He was in Urban Legends, right? Is that right? The first one, yeah. Yeah, that sucked a big one. Let's see. No, but Jack 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 Brooks was good, man. <laughs> I did. Love I like that. that guy though. That guy that she uh, he ended up punching. The guy who was giving his girlfriend a ride. Right. That guy was a douche. <laughs> For the second category, he brings up uh, Slither. He, I mean, because you know, I mean, I, that 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 movie's kind of res- well respected in, uh, you know, in the horror genre. But as he was he was talking about here, how it, he just said it kind of showed up and then it disappeared, and a couple of years later he bought it for three freaking dollars in, excuse me, at Big Lots, you know. But I mean, we've we've talked about that one. I freaking love that. Oh, that's, that's a, good a flick, great man. movie, man. And, now, it's good. It's good as a horror comedy. Well, and I mean that's exactly what it tries to be. I mean, it's not like it's you know trying to be anything, take itself any more seriously than than what. Well, I think a lot of people didn't like it because of how like campy it was. Well, I mean, I mean, what do you think about this? I think that Slither was a movie that um, can appeal to not just horror fans. I mean, oh, yeah. first of all, it's got Nathan Fillion in it, who's uh, who, especially now with his uh, after Serenity and after uh, um, his new show. What's that called? Castle. But I mean, I think that's you know with the comedy and with you know just some of the over over the top zaniness. I mean, I can't believe I just said those words, but I don't know. I think that's something that would actually uh, you know be more appealing to to everybody. And not, well, it has Elizabeth Banks in it too, and she's hot. She is not ugly, and I will give you that for sure. <laughs> No, but that's actually one that uh, you know that a lot of my friends who don't like horror, I actually made them watch and they actually like it. So, you know, believe that or not. Let's see the la- the for the last category, he says uh, he basically yeah he, he said he had a hard time um, that coming up with this last one. He did say that uh, he does <laughs> some of the, the the for the movies that fit into they are not classics nor will they ever be but he can't help but love was the phantasm sequels he says he loves them and and uh you know his he's rewatched them all but they pretty much make less sense the further you go along which is absolutely true 
Yeah, I, I mean, I can agree with that. <laughs> well, and we did that. I mean, you know, people know our love for it. We just did that whole retrospective on it. So, no, that's pretty cool. You got another email? Yeah, I got uh, Gracie's Poppy sent me three of them. Okay. Three different, uh, and these are just for one category. It's for the movies that get no love. Okay. He he sent the uh, the thing from another another world, the Howard Hawks film. Oh, the original. Oh yeah. Um, he's I never seen that. Oh man, I remember seeing it when I was a kid, but that was the last. I time. mean, that's what I, I think a long time ago, like on uh, USA Up All Night or something. But uh-huh. I mean, I must have been like six, dude. I remember like a big-headed alien-looking thing, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. And uh, the other one was uh, 1956's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I have seen this one. This is a good movie. That is a good movie. Um, and the third one is The Blob from 1958. Ooh, I have not seen that. I haven't either, I and I love I love the uh, the 80s one. Oh, the 80s one is 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 fantastic. I mean, the 80s one is is so like it, it it's so unexpectedly disgusting. You know, when people are melting inside the blob and they're, you know, getting all sorts of weird, you know, gore effects and whatever. But 56, I think, what's that, who's the guy that plays in that? He's, he's, uh, he ends up being like a big old heartthrob. I can't remember his name in the, in the original. Rock Hudson? No, damn it. Yule Brenner? No, <laughs> douche. Uh, let's see. Steve McQueen. Buddy Epson. No, maybe Buddy Epson. He may have, he may have been the blob. <laughs> but uh, Steve no, McQueen, really? Yeah, Steve McQueen was in it, and uh, it, this was uh, it, I, from from what I can look at these uh, the pictures on the web and whatever. This kind of looks like it was before it was his bad boy days, <laughs> you know, kind of a, a clean cut fifties dude. But but anyway, that's all I got from Gracious Poppy. Okay, um, he he sent over a couple more to me too, which was uh, the Crow and the Wolfman, the, the the new one. He said it should be. An instant classic. What you think about that new Wolfman? I didn't see it yet. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I love the old, old black and white Wolfman movies, and this was this was kind of a throwback to it. I mean, let's put it this way: it's I don't. I mean, regardless of whether it was a a decent movie or not, it seemed to be. It seemed to genuinely try to be, uh, you know faithful to the original i mean like i said i mean i don't i don't know how good of a if it was like this extra classic movie but i didn't see anything that anything except for you know they they took it very seriously in, in you know in their presentation of it you know and, and it was a gorgeous movie in my opinion but uh, i don't know i mean it it did it i liked it but i didn't i didn't like fall head over heels for it like, you know, it was rated r i mean that that kind of made me curious well yeah and there's definitely some some uh, good gore in there. Well, I don't know about gore, but there's, I mean, there's some like scary parts where the wolf's running around, and you know the wolf didn't look bad. I mean, there were a couple of parts where the CG was was a little bit over the top, you know. But I think you actually saw most of that on the trailers and whatnot. So I was already prepared for it when I watched the movie. But I don't know, good movie. I agree with him. Oh, well, as far as the crow goes, man, I think that's definitely a classic, or it will be. Uh, you know, I think that I mean, if that that one, in my opinion, is kind of already a cult classic, because I mean, it's I mean, how many how many Halloween parties do you go to where some jackass drives uh, dresses up like the the crow? <laughs> there's like two, no. there's like two or three at every party. It's like no offense, but you're no Brandon Lee. I'll kill you. No, not really. But, or Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> what? Yeah, apparently. Um... 
the guy who's directing the remake is in negotiations with Mark Wahlberg. No way. To play the crow. Remake. You know, the crow had some pretty shitty sequels. <laughs> oh, they were awful, dude. What? I saw two of them. I saw City of Angels and the third one with Kirsten Dunst. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. The, the one with Kirsten Dunst, wasn't that, that was a guy that was on uh, Resident Evil. It, was that, is that right? Did I get that right? But anyways, there was one with uh, the kid from Terminator 2. That was that was part. Well, no, that may have been part three because was it? No, it was part four. That was one with David Boreanaz and Tara Reid. That one was. That yeah, that was part four. That was awful. Because Eddie Furlong played the crow, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, he did. It's oh, like, that looked. I didn't see that. That looked like shit. Oh, it was. It was shit. Um, number two, the the city of or what was it? City of Angels. I was city, yeah. city of Crows. No, but uh, I like the guy who played the crow in that one. I he was. Uh, I can't remember Vincent something or other, but uh, no, I actually liked the guy who played that. But uh, but that I didn't for some reason I just did not like that movie very much. It just was kind of boring. To I me. didn't like it, but I don't remember much about it. I remember um, I remember it had Iggy Pop in it. Right, that dude is some sinewy sinewy dude. He needs to put a shirt on more often. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gross. Uh, but anyway, he looks like my grandma. <laughs> Your grandma's hot, dude. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's say so. We got is that is that all you have? Is that all we have on that? I think Before so. Yeah. Uh, got an email from John Conrad Stockvig. He uh, let's see. He sends in he sends in uh, a few a few things here. He goes uh, first of all, Resident Evil, a game and a really fun flick. I think this film is destined to become a classic, perhaps because the following films in the franchise have almost been successively worse. So. So, in relation to the to the uh, sequels, this one is should be considered a classic. Is that what I'm hearing? Sounds like it. You know, I didn't mind the new one. I thought it was all right. I mean, it was it was silly, but it was okay. I don't know. Do you ever see it? Which one? The 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 brand newest one that just came out this summer. No, no, it was all right. Uh, let's see. We have uh, Leviathan that he mentioned. Uh, Peter, oh, I remember that Peter one. Weller. I'll always have a special place in that heart since my brother looked at the we were watching walking down the VHS shelves in the horror section. He looks at it and thought it said Loveathon. Brought it to me. Said, "Dude, we got to get this movie. It's called Loveathon." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh wow! Oh yeah. So yeah, we that that one's a great one. I've seen that one quite a few times. I like that one. I mean, I think that, didn't that come out at the same time as a bit the abyss. I think they did because uh, wasn't the abyss. I don't. Did James Cameron do that? I, th- I, you know what? I, I think he did the abyss. Because I remember they both were like pretty big directors at the time. Hmm. But what, I don't know. Whatever it was, uh, no, that's definitely a good movie. Um, and then his last one is he mentioned that he has. He's talking about Equinox, and I have not seen Equinox. And I, the creepy kitsch girls talk about Equinox all the time. I've never seen it. I have it, but I've never seen it, so I can't really make any comments on that. Um, I have one last email from uh, the Wolfman, and uh, let's see. Basically, he says a film that he expects to become a classic that not already be one, and uh, he mentions Paranormal Activity. Oh, <laughs> oh come on! No, I I fucking hate that movie. Like, I, wait, 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 wait! Before it was that you weren't. Every time we mention it, you get a little angrier. <laughs> and you know why? You know why? Because for the last like year, that's all I've heard is that it's like the best horror movie ever. And, well, oh, you, you've got to realize it, something too: is if something becomes a classic, like 
like let's take for example exorcist exorcist is, is the movie itself is the only thing i've seen we weren't around for the hype and we weren't around for all the you know this and that you know yeah. it, it's like basically in my opinion a classic is something you can completely take out of its uh, the context of of what was going on in the world at its time you know fast forward you know a few years and to see if it's still relevant and watchable and a good movie after that and i'll be honest with you man i mean i i don't know how it is but i always seem to be able to avoid a lot of the hype and you know this one for me was pretty good i'm gonna go ahead and say right now that any movie that looks like it could be shot by a four-year-old with down syndrome is not a classic that is rude and i totally disagree with you also on that because uh um I think Blair Witch. I think Blair Witch is one of those movies that I think maybe you know. Oh, but let, let's put. We'll get to that in a little bit because I hated that first one a lot. <laughs> well, 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 and we could talk about this because is uh, Blair Witch Two is actually one movie that we're going to be ta- reviewing. But uh, you, that, the Blair Witch had such a great backstory. But uh, you know, well, the backstory is cool because it's true, <laughs> more or less. I mean, who I don't know. Well, no, I mean there are, there are actually books, you know, all about you know. The woman being murdered because of the disappearance of kids, and well, of I mean, course, well, that's that's all true. And well, the thing is, is building upon that whole legend is is awesome. And I think that when I watched the Blair Witch, you know, if I would have watched it without, I mean, without like, I, and I had gone to the website, I'd read a bunch of stuff about it about the backstory. And maybe if I just went and saw it, I'd be like, oh, that's retarded. But since it had such a um, such a deep and uh, you know cool and creepy back you know environment in which to you know come out in i thought it was awesome anyway you know you know what killed the blair witch for me no the week it came out theaters no (laughs) no the week it came out in theaters um the people who were supposedly missing they were on talk shows and i'm like oh i didn't even see that no i didn't see that Everything leading up until the movie is like, oh, this is, people disappeared. And is that true? Because yeah. I remember one of their big things was that they're trying to portray this as potentially being real. Oh, no. They were on talk shows the Friday it came out. That's retarded. Yeah, and that's why I went into it. And I'm like, oh, this is stupid. I mean, it's just a bunch of people shaking tents and shaping rocks. And The only scene that was effective in that whole movie was the very last scene. And I'll tell you what, that one caught caught me off guard and i did i i kind of i kind of lost my breath on that last that last part but i don't know scenes good again like i said again with this one just like with paranormal activity you kind of have to like just dive in just let yourself go turn you know turn off your rational brain you know and, and and just take it in but you know i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and say that uh you know that that it's not that is a freaking awesome movie because maybe in and of itself it's not, you know. I th- but you didn't like Cloverfield, did you? Oh, well, I hated Cloverfield for a whole different reason. Oh, okay. But because yeah. I hated that one too, but like I hate it for all the same reasons. Oh, I hate that because all those asshole prick kids in the beginning. Well, none of those characters were likable. But... Yeah. Well, just yeah, they were irritating. Now Heather Donahue was irritating, but it not I I still I still hated those kids in Cloverfield worse. <laughs> you know, am I being a real ass? Whatever. But no, the kids in Cloverfield were bad. <laughs> uh, well, that's all we got as far as uh, emails go. Let's uh, let's start playing. Let's play a voicemail. Man, we're we're kind of going long, so let's uh, let's kind of let's dodge right through these voicemails. What do you say? Hey, Mike and Johnny, this is Alan. Uh, 
doing the Cadaver Lab call-out, uh, mine would be a film that I expect to become a classic. I'd have to say Zombieland. That was one of the most fun films I have ever seen. really enjoyed it. <clears throat> and it seems like everybody I've talked to also really enjoyed it. And I have a feeling that it will eventually become a classic. Also, uh, just to let you know, I think the podcast is still great. Really digging all the different stuff. Uh, it came from the public domain, and the and the ear fear probably my two favorite segments. Like I said, everything's great. Uh, y'all have a good one. Bye. Well, what what do you think about Zombieland? Uh, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was all the hype, but it was fun. Again, I I didn't, did, I didn't really get a lot of hype for it. I did, uh, I mean, I saw I, some commercials, and I you know I didn't. Maybe I need to hang out with people who watch horror movies more because. I mean, the, but it had its moments. I, you know, I really thought it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I couldn't stand the girls in it, man. Those girls were obnoxious. Oh, really? I thought they were. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was okay. Like, uh, if I were Woody Harrelson, I would have. Those girls would have been dead on the side of the road when I first met them. But you know, there's not a whole lot of. You know, I was going to be really crass, but there's not a lot of females to to be there and talk emotions with you. You have to, uh-huh. you know, in the in the in the apocalypse. So maybe you just have to pick and choose. I don't know that Jesse Eisenberg or whatever his yeah. name is. He's pretty female. <laughs> Yikes! Here, let's go into the next one. Hey, this is Julie from 19 Nocturne Boulevard, and I wanted to say um, because I, I'm responding to your impassioned plea for people to contribute to the movies that should be classics or whatever the actual title is. Um, I want to talk about Equinox, aka the Beast. This movie was made in 1970, sort of, and uh, this is a movie that messed me up as a kid for various reasons, and uh, I'll go into that in a minute. This might take a little bit, but the, basically the movie is, it's, it's, it's a very clear precursor to Evil Dead. It's um, two couples, uh, well, it's supposed to be I don't know, teens, college students, I think. They're not really that young, and one of them is Herb Tarlick from WKRP, though he was pretty young in this. Uh, go camping, and they're going to go visit their old friend, Professor Old Guy, who lives in a cabin, um, and who has this spooky book for them to look at. Hmm, sound familiar yet? And they go out and find that the cabin has been demolished. The professor is apparently gone, and uh, they end up end up in a cave where there's like some crazy old hermit who's got the book. And there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in this, including an invisible castle, a giant um, green um, caveman, <laughs> and a couple of other weird things. Now, not to mention uh, Park Ranger, Ranger Asmodeus, with the really creepy kissy face. So, um... It is actually pretty spooky if you watch it in the right mood and can forgive the special effects. There's a lot of creepy stuff that goes on. Now, I mean, especially when you're 12. But what really messed me up about this one, uh, watching it as a kid, was I watched it on TV, and it scared the crap out of me. And I saw it in black and white. And... And I remember vividly a number of things from the film being, you know, very specifically in black and white. And also there was this weird symbol that they found in the book that they made out of twigs to try and ward off evil in the, when they found the big spooky Necronomicon, you know. Um, 
the weird part is seeing it later as an adult, it was in color and they were using crosses. I'm like, did I, was I delusional? Did I just imagine that? Well, there was actually an answer to both of these questions. It wasn't yes all the time. But um, apparently there was a black and white copy that had been circulated to TV stations that broadcast in black and white in the, you know, in the early 70s. There were still like some of the small channels that couldn't always handle color. And so I had apparently seen that copy. So that wasn't super unusual. But it also apparently there's two different versions of the movie. And what happened was when it came out, it, there's a Criterion collection, I think, is where I read this. And the Criterion has, like, both versions or whatever. But there was, like, a shorter version, and then it got repackaged, and they took out the Kagan symbolism, and they put in the cross for the repackaged version that was a little bit longer or something. It was, like, the director's cut. So I wasn't delusional. I had actually just seen the alternate version. And so that was why it has always stuck in my head. But watch it. It's got some creepy stuff, like a car that drives itself, tries to run somebody off a bridge. Bye-bye. Dude, that voicemail was complete with sound effects. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> Dude, that's one we got to see, apparently. Because, uh, yeah, I, I have nothing to say about it. But, but no, I mean, the creepy kitsch girls love it, so it's got to be okay. But then again, they hated the sinful dwarf. And it's one of my very favorite movies of all time. Just kidding. <laughs> here's uh, here's a quick uh, voicemail from Chris. Hey, uh, it's Chris from Cinema Corpse and That's What's Up podcast. Check out That's What's Up episode ten, where Johnny proclaims his love for training midgets. But um, on the other hand, today's topic is, I guess you would say, new classics or stuff that's never going to be classic that you love. Um, okay, for the first category, which is, uh, I guess you said it's something that has came out recently that will become a classic, and I think everyone can agree with me on this one. Uh, it might be cliche to say, but I would go with, sorry, let the right one in, um, the original one by Thomas or Tomas Alfredson. Um, man, this I saw this in an art theater and this shit blew me away, man. Um, it's probably got the best cinematography of any horror movie. Uh, it's just a beautiful watch, lovely story, everything. I do got to say the subtitles in the theater were a lot better than the DVD release, but what can you do? They actually had totally different subtitles. But um, my second choice uh, for things that are looked over but should be classics, I'm going to go with End of the Line. I believe it's a Canadian film by Maurice Devereaux. Um, man, this is a crazy-ass movie. Uh, it's about kind of like ghosts and uh, cult members, religious cult members. Man, I would definitely tell everyone to check that out. Uh, lots of good jump scares that even caught the horror veteran like me. Um, lastly, awful movie that will never be a classic, but I love 
going to be the janitor from 2005. Um, I can't remember the director on this one, but man, this one's great. It's a directed by Andy Signor and TJ Nordacker. Anyways, um, man, this is awesome about a killer janitor. Uh, it's pretty, pretty low budget, but man, this this thing has the funniest quotes in it. It's got gore, nudity, everything. Definitely check out the janitor from 2005. Oh, that's all I got for today. Can't wait to hear what everyone else's picks are. So, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. The janitor. I kept thinking he was going to say the genitals. <laughs> Have you seen The Janitor? I have not. I never even heard of it. I, you know what? From, from what it sounds like, from what Chris is saying, man, that's a travesty we haven't seen it. <laughs> sounds awesome. Killer Janitor. <laughs> we got one more. Awesome. Uh, we got one more voicemail. Let's uh, let's get into this. Hi, Mike. Hi, Johnny. Hi to Sam, who rose from the grave. Um, hi. I've listened to you guys for a long time now. I think you were just fucking awesome. It's just beyond the pale. Um, this is in regards to the classics. Okay. Films that I love and think is a classic, but maybe doesn't get the love that I feel it deserves. That would be The Monster Club with Vincent Price and John Carradine. Um, it's mid to late 70s, early 80s. It's really cool. It's a little anthology flick. It's got uh, two, I think. No, it's got more than two. Duh, hello. I'm Sherry. I'm a dumbass. Um, it's got, let's see, the Shadmock, the Vampire, the Ghoul. It's got three stories, at least. I may be wrong. It may have four. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But I, I know it has three. It's a really fucking cool flick, and if, if they've got it on Netflix. So if you want to watch it, watch it. It's got, for crying out loud, it's got, it's, it's got Vincent Price in it. It's got John Carradine in it. It has a stripper who strips all the way down to her bones in it. It has a really, really fat chick busting a move with Vincent Price at the end, which is just hilarious. And, um, yeah, it, it kicks ass. Kicks total ass. Mainly because it's campy as all hell. But it still kicks total ass. So, um, yeah. Have a great day and happy Halloween. And, Mike, you know, it's really, really, really not going to fall off. But the chafing, dude. You've got to do something about the chafing. I know. Later, babes. Bye-bye. <laughs> Man, i got to remember what I say more often on the show. <laughs> The chafing. I don't. I don't even know what that's all about. I don't remember. But that was that was a great voicemail. Like, you know, what's funny is I was actually looking at my uh, my uh, Netflix queue today, and Monster Club's at the top of it. And I'm like, why did I put Monster Club in there? And it's it's obviously because I listened to this voicemail quite a while ago. Yeah, and I haven't seen it, but you've seen it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like that movie, dude. It's actually got Donald Pleasance in it too. Really? Yeah. It's. It's very, I mean, you got to watch it and just think it's just going to be completely cheesy and fun. Well, she had me with Stripper. Oh, yeah. It's it's a fun movie, dude. It has its own, like, soundtrack, man, all original songs. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, there's so all the songs are about monsters and stuff. It's really cool. 
Well, that's awesome. I mean, it, it it's about as like cheesy, cheesy and campy fun as you can have. Oh, really? Oh, wow. it, it's cool. I, I bought it like about a year ago, and and I was talking to Dead Derek about it, and he he hated it, and so I was like, oh, is it gonna suck? But then I watched it, and no, it was really cool, man. Oh well, to each their own. However, um, I any honestly anything with Vincent Price um, dancing with a, a big girl is awesome. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just gonna have to, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. That's actually coming next. I think there was a short wait on it, but uh, no, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. All right, so we're gonna get into our list, and in uh, in the interest of time, basically what we've decided to do is is uh, choose a couple that. Uh, that for some reason we feel really strongly about and uh um and i i'm actually gonna bring up and then we're just gonna list some other ones we had on our list but i'm gonna bring up i think two of the most controversial ones on my on my list okay and uh i i expect to get some shit for this okay i expect that that uh, especially for one of these that um uh i will probably be dragged out in the street and flogged do they do a lot of flogging in the street, by the way? Maybe in Utah. I'm not sure. Yikes. Anyway, um, okay, so the first – now remember, okay, each – everybody has their own opinion, okay? You're going to get that email, okay. dude. <laughs> Listen, uh, I – you know what? Here, Here's the thing. Uh, this This falls into the category of films that I know are not classics, and they it will never be a classic, but for some reason – I, I just like it, and I can, I probably have in the last year I've probably watched this movie five or six times, like no doubt. Okay, and I'm I'm almost embarrassed to bring it up. In fact, I'm 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 thinking that I'm going to throw in a different name just so I don't get killed. But it's too late for that. Um, mine would be Queen of the Damned. I've never seen that. Oh my gosh, dude! I've heard it's terrible though. <laughs> I I don't know what it is. Okay, I mean, and obviously it's an, it's a it's a film adaptation of a of an Anne Rice novel. And listen, I I will admit that I have read every one of the the Vampire Chronicles, every book in the Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice. You know what? And I don't even hate it. And I think it's unfair to say that. I mean, they are. It's kind of a romantic type of deal, you know. They're 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 into. Well, it's been a long time, so I can't remember. And I think it's funny because I don't think that these vampires can actually get boners, so they don't have like sex as we know it. But it, they 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 connect on a much higher, more deep emotional level, you know. So uh, <laughs> so you know, it's it's a really stupid romantic piece of shit. But you know what? The, I read the book. I enjoyed the book. I saw the movie, and I can't remember the guy who plays Lestat in it. However, it uh, he he I mean, he's kind of androgynous, you know, and he's very like anti of what I would you'd probably what I usually would watch and enjoy. However, Aaliyah was in it. I think Aaliyah did a decent job. Aaliyah's hot. She's dead now, but. I'll say but, she's hot. I mean, she's yeah. a bag of bones, right? But, but I don't know. And and I'm I'm almost glad that you haven't seen it yet because you'd probably be laughing your balls off. Because I understand it's bad. I understand it is. But I think having read all those books and seeing it come to film, yeah, it was way worse in the book. But you know, it's kind of nice to see some of the other vampires, you know, put put like names or faces to the names and whatever. Even though, 
you know, whatever. It's uh, different people play different things. Like in Interview with the Vampire was a different Lestat and whatever. But uh, it, anyway, so that that's my fir- that, that's my first one. Why don't, why don't you go? Take the pressure off me for a while. Let me go sulk and shame. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go with one that's not a classic, and it will never be, but I just love it. Okay. And that is Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Ballroom. Oh, that will never be a classic? Come on, that's already a Come classic. I'm just... Bull hell. <laughs> what? Like, wait, 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 heard of that. wait, wait. What was that? What was that curse you just used? Bull hell. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love this flick, man. This movie has it all, man. It has Linnea Quigley, Hal Havens, uh, lots we, of nudity. It has Rick from Nightmare on Elm Street 4 did playing we, a nerd. Did we do this movie on the show? Did, I've never done this. I don't think we have, but for some reason I watched it. And I actually really, really, I mean, obviously. I, I don't, is this a trauma by any chance? No, no. It <laughs> might as well be almost, but. You know what's funny is this director actually went on to direct some Full Moon stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, well, so that might be the where you're – because it, it does seem kind of Full Moonish too. Oh, I, this movie is great. I mean it's terrible and great at the same time. I, I am totally with you on this one. Oh, I'll just throw it on and have a good time, man. I mean it's one of those movies – it's got a wisecracking demon. He's just like jive talking all the characters and <laughs> it's just a bunch of fun. That's sweet, man. <laughs> Well, it is. I recommend it, man. It's not going to be a classic, though. No, you know what? It's not. But well, it'll never be a widely enjoyed classic. I mean, that's one that you have to be, you have to be, have, your 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 uh, likes have to be perfectly in line with a movie like that in order to like it. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Or I, I think I was watching it. My wife walked in. She sat down, looked at the TV, got up, and walked out in like a second. I mean, it literally <laughs> took her one second to realize that she didn't that she didn't want to be on that. If she won't be watching that. All right, uh, should I go? Yeah, go ahead. Let's see. Feel, this is actually a film that I expect to become a classic that may not already be. So, I mean, this is one that seriously I love. And uh, it's Grace, by directed by Paul Sollett. Really? And, do, it, have you seen that? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. I thought that movie was creepy as shit. You know the whole the I, I, what was the what was the main girl's name again? Hold on, Jordan Ladd. Jordan Ladd, I think actually, and especially it's funny because especially considering other uh, uh, films that she's played in, I think I think this role was was uh, for sure my favorite one that she's ever done. However, th- this movie was just just creeped the shit out of me. I mean, it just because, and I know we've talked about it on the show before. It's probably me and Sam long long ago. But, uh, you know, it, it was this kind of movie because, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was that, uh, let's see, what year did this come out? This came out in 2009. 2009, this is an IMDb. So, I mean, I, I didn't have a baby still. But it's just that to see this mother struggling and changing her whole life in order to do what she th- feels like is best for this baby. And then she, it, it just turns out being so terrible what ends up, you know, what, what she ends up having to do. And sacrificing for it, and what the baby actually becomes, but she still loves it because it's a baby. I don't know. It just it just made a big impact on me, and maybe it's because you know I have three kids or whatever. But I don't know. It really impacted me. It was good. I mean, uh, Shelley, my girlfriend, really liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was really good. But I, when I went into it, I had read articles in like uh, Horror Hound and stuff where they talked about 
people at test screenings were passing out and stuff. So passing out from it, what? I don't know. They you like, need to quit shock. reading that shit because you from keep... shock. Well, no so way. When I watched it was yeah. So when I watched it, and I, I thought was it was like, more of a psychological type deal. I mean, exactly. It really and it, was. And it built. But when I watched it, it I was expecting built. like a baby to run around and like I, I didn't know what I was expecting, but I was expecting. You, you really to... need to quit reading that because that ruins a lot of movie for you. The hype, <laughs> man. I, well, I mean, the hype does ruin it sometimes, but I think the movie itself can. But this is I like I like Grace. I mean, it's, I think Paul Soleil did a good job. I, I, I don't know. I absolutely love this movie. And along with that movie, I kind of throw Dead Girl into the same type of thing. Situation. I have that. I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, well, a lot, you know, it, it, Dead Girl is kind of one of those movies where, you know, you get a lot of mixed reaction. There's a lot of people who think it's stupid and over the top and just too crazy, you know, in, in, to the point of being silly. Whereas I, I don't know. I, I thought that the most chilling thing about that movie was the fact that, you know, what kind, what, uh, you know, seemingly regular teenage dudes do, you know, when they come upon a situation like that. It was chilling to me. But, you know, whatever. Teach their own. What do you got? Um, this one is a movie that I love and I think is a classic, but it doesn't get the respect it deserves. Okay. That is 1987's Prince of Darkness by John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a, I think some would say that's a classic, but, I th- but I'm with you. When you think John Carpenter, I mean, you think of, uh, you know, The Thing and, and uh, Halloween, of course. Oh yeah, and the fog, and you think of all of them. Uh, Big Trouble, um, yeah, Little, Tri- Little China. Big Trouble, in Little China, huh? Escape from New York. I'm sorry, I got choked up. Well, were you but, so sad because the movie was just so wonderful, and you're like, <laughs> I, absolutely, dude. <laughs> cool. But there aren't a whole lot of movies that I can put on right now that'll creep me out. But for some reason, Prince of Darkness still gives me chills. Oh, that's a it's a that's a great movie, especially since Egg Shen's in it. Really, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, from uh, from Big from Trouble, Big Little Trouble, China? yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in that though. Yeah, he is. Hey, that's a great movie. Uh, oh, it know. is, and it, and I think it's it's under it's really underrated. Well, and the thing is too is if you think about it, and you really kind of let those cons that conceptually, you know, you think about it in those terms, it's like it's really dark, you know. Oh, it is, and man. it's like you know, and and sometimes you know the, some of the '80s camp, you know, can get in the way. You know, you got Alice Cooper snarling and whatever. But, no, I mean, that's a pretty dark movie. What do you have next, man? All right, man. So, uh, okay, I, 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 I have two more at least that I want to talk about a little bit. But uh, um, this one is uh, goes in the second category, films that I love. I think it's a classic, but maybe it doesn't get the love it deserves. Is uh, our man Kevin Bacon starring in A Stir of Echoes. You seen it? Yeah. That was a good one. I, I, you know, I actually, I actually really, really love that movie. You know, I mean, and it's it's basically you know a supernatural ghost story, and it's funny because you know, I, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but there's a shitload of Asian movies like this where there's some unsettled ghost that comes and, and communicates with one of the living, and there's basically a mystery to do. But uh, you know, I, this is one I also read the book, and 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 um, I mean, I I may that may have something to do with it that because you know maybe I was filling in some blanks here and there as I was watching the movie itself. However, I I really enjoyed this movie. I think it had uh, good, uh, you know, even though we don't like Kevin Bacon, I think he did a good job. I think the kid in this did a good job, and uh, you know, I, I, this is one that I that I have watched over and over and over. Anyways, what you got? I've seen. I think I've seen it oh. once. Oh, it's good. But, um, I love that movie. I never. I never saw the sequel to Rob Lowe. 
Uh, I saw it and it blows actually. R- really? Yeah. I don't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like it very much. Um, a movie that I expect to become a classic uh-huh. is 2007's Trick or Treat. Okay. Yeah, that's a. I think that's a home run, especially. In, oh yeah. In the horror community, I think most people would agree with you on that one. I mean, sure. it's absolutely amazing. And like we were talking, um, Chris was talking about Let the Right One In, uh-huh. and the cinematography. I thought Trick or Treat was the same way, man. I thought it. I mean, it wasn't the same level though. Well, it, it's, it's a different still, kind of movie. Awesome. It's not like a deep and dark and moody movie. You know, it, no, it's just it's, it's, it's atmospheric. Yeah, it's fun. It, it, it's Halloween atmosphere. You know, you you get to kind of live in the in that Halloween moment and whatever. I think I think you're right. I think it does a great job doing all that. Oh, and it was it was put together so well too. I mean, agreed. It was it was like something Tarantino would do. I don't. I can't remember if I gave that a bone saw or not, but I know we've done that on the show before. And uh, I mean, great. Movie. I think it deserves it. I probably gave it one. <laughs> if I know myself, I gave it one. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, man, what do you have next, man? Let's see. Um, now this is another one that films that I know are not a classics, and they will never be. But for some reason, I love it. And you can say what you want about me again, man. Okay? I feel like I'm opening up my soul here. I'm vulnerable mentioning some of these movies, okay? <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, I, I just love this one so much. I don't care what you say. Should I just say it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dead Silence. Dude, I love that movie. Oh, you do? The one with the puppets? I get so much shit for that. Dude, man, I, I think that movie is an awesome story and and that twist at the end the whole thing was awesome mary shaw's creepy it's yeah it's a, it's a little bit far-fetched you know whatever but man is it fun there it was, was a movie about killer puppets and a witch dude okay so let's talk about one scene the one scene that i was in the theater watching it with my little brother okay i'm in the theater i don't get i don't get like startled or scared at movies in the theater especially but that one part where mary shaw where where that where the uh, mortician is talking about how when he was growing up you know, his father was a mortician, and, you know, and they lived in the same house or whatever. Well, Mary Shaw uh, got, uh, I can't remember exactly what happened, but the peop- but, but she was uh, accused of kidnapping, and the townspeople got her, right? Is that, is that, am I, I think, I think it was murdering that boy who heckled her. Okay, right, okay. And, but so anyways, they get her, while well, she's, she's in the, in the, uh, the mortuary, and she, her body's getting prepared, and there's a storm, and it's whatever, and all of a sudden all these weird noises are happening. I distinctly remember a visual of her the 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 coffin falls over and she falls out of it and it scare it startled me man I was like well, she's just staring at I was him. like that is bad ass that was freaky man but no oh, yeah definitely man no I like I like that one a lot and you know what the thing is, is there's a lot of those types of moments I mean it, it it's almost cheating having ventriloquist dummies since they're so you know creepy already you know but yeah. uh, I mean, it, it, you know, there's it ends up being there's like a hundred of them in this movie. But no, man, that, I I love the movie, and the ending was dark. It was sinister, you know. It was it was really creepy. Maybe a little far fetched, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> I loved it. Nice. What you got? I, I think in classics that will never be, uh-huh. <laughs> never okay. is. I'm uh, glad you're doing one. 1988's Cheerleader Camp. Oh man, I don't know if I've seen that. That dude, you talk about man. That movie is nothing but boobs and slashing. Well, it is. It's I don't, awesome. It, that scene. That's like the two ingredients for an excellent movie. Have you seen Breaking? Uh, I've. Oh my gosh. I. I mean, probably when it first came out on VHS. 
Well, the main girl from Breaking is in it, and then, and then <laughs> I it don't also. Even remember. Well, and you know Jigsaw's wife in uh, Saw. Yeah, she she's the main girl in it. Oh, I bet she's hot back then. Oh yeah, it's like from 1980. What is it? What did I say 88? Oh, they're all nice looking, man. Oh, and hold it's on, just, I'm gonna I'm gonna go put that in my Netflix queue right now. It has Leif Garrett in it being a douchebag? Well, he is a douchebag, right? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's a good movie, man. Oh. I mean, but it's not like good that everybody's just gonna. <laughs> rave about it cheerleader camp let's see i'm putting it in right now oh you're gonna love it dude oh wait from 2010 no stupid oh oh yeah sometimes like skeleton yeah sometimes i get this one mixed up with like uh what's that movie like that's uh kind of a, a parody of the slasher genre where there's where they have like like words on the screen and like the death count and that dude with the weird, really long arms running around. Do you know, you know what that movie is? No, no. I'll send a DVD out to somebody who can, uh, who can voicemail in what that movie is. But I, know, it, I don't know what that is. Uh, I know. That's what I'm saying. I can't remember what it is, but I, I mean, I could find out, but I think, I think that description was kind of funny with some <laughs> dude with really long arms walking around. Okay. But, uh, man, what would you dude. say for your next one? Uh, let's see. I've got a I've got a pretty long list here. Let me let me let me pop out three that uh, I really expect to be um, uh, classics. Uh, the first one is Sleepy Hollow, um, oh, yeah. Devil's Devil's Rejects, and House of a Thousand Corpses. Those oh, those things I think are going to be awesome. Um, one of the ones that I think. Uh, and nobody wants to hear me talk about this movie anymore, I'm sure. But one of the ones that I think would be should be a classic but doesn't get the love it deserves is The Ninth Gate. I I mean, I don't know how many times I've mentioned how much I love The Ninth Gate on this um, podcast, but I freaking love that one. But let's get into one that I'm a little bit uh, embarrassed about. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm showing too much of my true inner self. But uh, one that... Uh, I I this is kind of a two or a three because in my opinion I think it's a two, meaning it's a it, I think it's a classic but doesn't get the love it deserves. But a lot of people think that it's so bad that that you know maybe I should think it's a three, but uh, I really like Dracula two thousand. Uh, see, I saw it when it first came out, and I remember I just I liked some parts of it, but I I went I left the theater not really caring for it. Well, the, in the, here's the here's the thing with it. I think that the I. I I don't know. There was, in my opinion, the beginning was good. There was some really stupid acting in it. I mean, it's just like, they was really, really trying to be hip, you know, and it tried way too hard to be hip. But I really like uh, Gerard Butler as Dracula. Um, I think, you know, in, the, in, in whatever, I in the, in the end, I think the reason I like this movie so much is just because of the cool backstory of who Count Dracula actually ended up being. You know, I, th- I thought that, I mean, I know that it's, you know, that, uh, I mean, it's not like the writers of this movie came up with that. But, you know, I, th- I think it was a kind of a pretty interesting way to explain vampirism. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I like that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe I have to check it out again. I didn't really care for it, but um, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it came out in 2000 because it's called Dracula 2000. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's where they got that name. Yeah, what you got, man? <laughs> um. Two movies that I expect to become classics that, um, I mean, I think they would. Mm-hmm. One of them is Dog Soldiers from 2002. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good flick. 
That's a good werewolf flick. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to follow it up with another werewolf, werewolf flick, um, Ginger Snaps from 2000. Oh, you know what? That's actually a really good choice. Yeah, man. I mean, I think for for modern werewolf movies, I thought they were both really cool. You know, and they were both two different kind of werewolves. Oh, oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't think the uh, I don't think the werewolves and dog soldiers were on the rag. <laughs> no, you know, I especially liked uh, Ginger Snaps. That's one that I overlooked for for the list here. But uh, no, I, I'm totally with you on that one. I think I, I keep I keep thinking that I that we've done that on the show. I don't remember exactly, but. But uh, Ginger Stats was just gr- gross in all the right ways. It was awkward. It was, you know, it had a great story. These two girls were both did a great job in it, you know. So I really, I really dug that one. And uh, let's see, uh, the movies that I love and I think are classic but mm-hmm. don't get the love they deserve, obviously Night of the Demons 1988. I of love course. that flick. I actually I have that. Night of the Demons Part 2 on mine as well. Do you really? I love oh, that movie. Oh, that's an awesome one too. I love that movie. Um, another one, Serpent in the Rainbow from 88. Oh, good movie. That's a good that is, movie. And it has some, like, really good, I, I don't know if scary, but very creepy moments. You know, it, it it's, and it's one of those where it's just like, the, the visualization, even though, I mean, it's it's not necessarily, I mean, there are some surreal parts to it, but the, vi- the, the some of the visuals that you get, you know, in the, in, in the movie with the, with the voodoo and all that stuff, it's just freaking, just beautiful well not beautiful but ugly you know you know what i'm saying like, well the main voodoo guy man he's creepy man his <laughs> bulgy eyes and all oh, he's just something about him i and you know what he does a great job doing that i mean i am actually i'm actually uh really happy that bill pullman is in this because i mean he's been in you know some uh not so popular movies of course but uh, i think he was the perfect guy for it i really in fact um when i saw independence day i was kind of bummed that bill pullman was in that just I don't really remember much about that movie. Well, just because I love this one so much, you know. Did you hate Independence Day? Oh, I hate Independence Day. <laughs> I haven't seen it. came out like, 96. I haven't seen it since then. Uh, yeah. But, uh, another one on that in that category is a movie I never hear anybody talk about. It's uh, 1981's Just Before Dawn. You know, I have never even seen that. That's a cool slasher flick. And... And that's another movie that has really great cinematography. I mean, it's, it looks so nice. <coughs> really? I mean, it has, it has its really, you know, kind of goofy moments and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a take on, like, Deliverance, something like that, but it's it's a slasher flick, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. I'm looking at this one. Oh. Okay. So, no, I think I actually have this movie. I recognize the cover. Oh, dude, you should check it out if you have it, man. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. Uh, and um, I do have that movie. How funny! Yeah, I've not even seen. It. This is why I need a movies to watch list. You really do, man. I mean, that that one right there is a. Uh, it's this a cool is, movie. This has probably been sitting in my in my DVD collection for the last ten years. <laughs> Just sitting there. Exactly, man. And um, the last one I want to mention is on the not classics, never be, mm-hmm. but I love them. Is a. Uh, Demons One and Demons Two from eighty five oh, and eighty six. On, I love those. I think Sam. Oh, and I do I, too. I think Sam and I are actually going to do Demons Two, one or the other, for our next episode. I know. You should, man. Well, one, uh, an upcoming episode, anyways. No, I love those movies. Um, yeah, they're great. I, you know, I have a lot more that I've listed, um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if we want to go into it. Old Boy, I think, is, should be a classic. Martyrs, in my opinion, should be a classic. I mean, it was sick yep. and it was wrong, but I, but I really love the movie. Um, one of the ones that I don't think he gets the love it deserves is the remake of House on Haunted Hill. Uh, 
Um, you know, I, I, for, I, I just love that one. It came out in like a really, uh, I don't know, for some reason I was, when, it, when that came out, it, I was like really ready for a movie like that. Um, another one that uh, maybe fits into the third category, one that uh, I love, even like it sucks balls, is uh, Head of the Family. Um, <laughs> I, I do love uh, The Wicker Man. I watch The Wicker Man every once in a while. Uh, the original, right? Oh, no. I love Nicolas Cage. Of course the original, you jackass. Oh. Sorry, I'm just teasing. Um, but That is a classic. The last one I want to mention, oh, and Pet Cemetery. I think, doesn't get oh, doesn't get the love it deserves. I freaking love Pet Cemetery. Um, let's see. The last one I want to mention, I have more on my list, but uh, I think the last one I'll mention is one that uh, I I am, like, shocked that it's not a bigger movie, and that's Serial Mom. Have you seen it? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, John my Waters is, he's like a film god, dude. That You know what? That movie was so, it was just so original. You know, even here, I mean, here we have this nice and pristine setting of the, you know, your everyday average 80s suburban, you know, housewife and whatever. And that, that freaking movie kills me every time I watch it. I love that movie. Man. Was, you want to finish this up? Yeah, I'll, uh. Read down a couple more of mine. These are ones I expect to become classics. Okay. Uh, Spiral. Oh, excellent. Um, I think May. Oh, I should have had May. That's a good one. Um, movies that I love and think are classic but don't get the love they deserve. I would go ahead and say um, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Oh, I had Demon Knight on my list, too. Um, That's awesome. And The Monster Squad. Okay. Seven. And I think that I think that movie gets plenty of love, man. <laughs> you really? Yeah. Man, I don't meet a whole lot of people who like Monster Squad. Well, I don't really like it. And that's the theme. And I know that's like blasphemy. <laughs> you know, oh, that's a, that's a good flick. Okay. Um, but uh, movies that aren't classics, they'll never be. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. Oh, my gosh. Dennis, I love Dennis Miller. Oh, the, he, he has a bunch of awesome one-liners in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Corey... Uh, Corey Feldman? Feldman, give me a break! Come on, <laughs> anything with him in it's a classic. But that's oh yeah, classic license shitty. to drive. No. <laughs> um, no, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. I mean, I have a lot more, but I mean, we don't want to sit here and read them all off. Yeah, we'll be right back.
We're back with The Strangers from 2008, directed and written by Brian Bertino. Let me ask and... you something real quick, man. What, uh, this was your choice for this show. What, what uh, category do you think this fits in? This, I think, is a movie that doesn't get the attention it deserves. Okay, so, okay, cool. And, I, I um, feel better now. <laughs> the story of this is uh, after returning from a wedding reception, a couple staying in an isolated vacation house receive a knock on the door in the mid hours of the night. What ensues is a violent invasion by three strangers, their faces hidden behind masks. The couple find themselves in a violent struggle in which they go beyond what either of them thought capable in order to survive. Let me go ahead and tell you the reason I think this one really affected me. Okay. This movie, for some reason, the director hit every note as far as making it creepy and scary. But the reason it really affected me is because the house in this, the surroundings, mm -hmm. reminded me of where I grew up. Really? Out in the middle of nowhere where people could do this. And when I was in ninth grade in 1996, less than a mile from where I lived, I don't know if you remember the vampire murders. Do you remember the oh, yeah, teenage girl, the, uh... Heather Windorf? Are you talking about, like, Paradise Lost? No, 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 no. The ones that were in Florida. The I, Was that in Florida, too? No, that was in West Memphis. No, this one, uh, no, this is a, a girl named Heather Windorf. On the news, like, I think it was about August or July. Mm -hmm. On the news, there was a, a girl came home, and she found her parents both beaten to death. I mean, it was just horrible. Blood everywhere, and they'd been tortured. Really? And what happened was... And and for the whole first day of this, nobody knew who did it. And so I live less than a mile from there, and everybody was on high alert thinking, you know, someone's going to break into your house, and, and they're going to freaking torture and kill you. Right. Well, they found out that the daughter, the other daughter of them, Heather Windorf, her and her boyfriend, Rod Farrell, and their, like, three or four other friends actually were part of some little vampire cult where they acted like vampires, and they went in there and they murdered them. They just... Beating with tire irons and um, blunt objects, and the all the kids went to jail. But apparently Heather Windorf got off, saying that she was forced into it and everything. But uh -huh. her her story never matched the other four people's stories, so Dude, she's full of shit. I have seen this documentary. I while, while you were talking, I looked it up on. Um, uh, I just googled it, and uh, I remember this kid who is is uh, Rod Farrell. Yep. Yeah, he uh, he used to have like big long black goth hair or whatever, and was like really into. Thought he was pretty badass. Apparently, they all they all filed their teeth down, man, to look like fangs. Oh my gosh, man! And uh, I I remember seeing this. Well, I can't remember what that documentary was called. Do you remember? I never saw the documentary, but I remember living less than a mile from them at that time in Eustis, Florida, and I thought, I mean, it was just creepy. And then when I saw the strangers. And seeing these people just having this home invasion, you know, and lo it looking like that area, uh -huh. it brought it really brought home for me that this this is real. This can happen. And this movie is loosely based on the 1981 Keddie Resort, Resort murders in, uh, in Northern California. Really? So, so this does happen. I mean, and that's what's so scary about this movie is it's not just a slasher flick. These people, there are only two victims in this whole movie. Right. And this isn't just people murdering people. This is people. This this is three people invading this house and just tormenting. You know, and I mean, we we have 
I think it they they the setting is perfect, just like you were saying for it. But not only that, it's that I think that even even though I've never lived in the middle of nowhere or anything like that, I mean, we've all had like people knock on the door in the middle of the night and just like it's like what the shit, you know what's going on? Just all sorts of weird stuff going on outside, you know. But then you you put it out in the middle of there and you and, and uh, you put these people in these really weird baby masks. Or you know whatever those. Oh, I know. Are. It's that was freaky, man. Well, I saw this on my birthday in, in the theater on opening night, and there were scenes in this movie where the tension was so like uh, it just was so built up that my hands were like fists, like clenched fists in my seat. You and know, I don't know why, but I think it, I don't know if it was just well, because of the, my experience or if the movie it was that freaking scary. I mean, it's it just has a lot of really tense moments. Well. I'll tell you what the guy who uh, who directed this was named Brian Bertino, and he definitely did a good job of building up the suspense. I mean, I honestly, I think, and let me let me let me explain something as well. I saw this in the theater when it came out, and I I didn't like it because everyone in the freaking theater was being dicks, you know, and they ruined the tension for me. But uh, you know, and I kind of I kind of wrote this off as being just okay, you know, until we rewatched it for the show. This one is just scary just because of its the reality is there. Oh, it is. I mean, from the first knock on the door, this movie becomes so unsettling for me. Right. Like, And I think, I mean, and every time you hear that knock on the door, man, it just gets worse and worse because it happens like two, three times in the movie. Right. And then they have that record player that starts skipping and then the smoke in the house and the smoke alarms going off. And they, the director did so much to make this movie just unnerving. Oh, and you know what? He did a good job. You know what? The funny thing is, is I, I'm sure it had a soundtrack, but mostly what I remember about the sound in this, in the movie was, you know, it being kind of silent and then so little sounds in building up the tension. So little sounds caught my attention. Like, and where I don't, I don't know if, if they um, purposefully enhanced the sounds, but man, I'll tell you what, it did get to me. I mean, it, 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 it was good. To me. And I mean, obviously, I mean, I wasn't, clenching my fist or anything but only because you know i'd seen it before and i knew what was going to happen but i think it did a good job i mean it, it, i got startled you know quite a few times watching the show oh yeah um the tormentors in this movie were freaking ballsy as hell man i mean there were they still i mean you knew they meant business because even after they were aware that scott speedman and Liv tyler had a knife and a gun right they were still coming in there i mean at any moment, he could have, I mean, he shot the door when one of them was outside the door. I mean, it, they could have easily been shot and killed right there, but they still continue to harass them. And it's just insane because you, you got to think at this point, these people are, they're in, they're going to kill you. They're they're intent to kill you. Well, and that's the thing because, I mean, there's no way, uh, um, you know, a, a normal thinking person would behave like that. Um, I mean, let's put it this way. Well, I, well I, it was it was a couple of girls I know, and then uh, you know some some bigger. Guys. And these guys weren't like physical specimens. They weren't like physically intimidating. You know, they used you know j- tension and freaking out to to scare you. And they and just like you're saying, they did things that no sane person would do. They were so, bored kids, but they were just completely out of their mind. No, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I mean, that's all I can say about this movie is just how how crazy it was. Uh, I did I did like how uh, uh, Glenn Howerton was in this. 
Oh, you I know, know man. <laughs> so, I've never seen him in anything except for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and uh, it was it was kind of bizarre to see. <laughs> well, when we were in the theater watching this, I leaned over to Shelly, and I was like, hey, it's Dennis. <laughs> it's <laughs> Dennis. Know, I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen it before I saw this. So, yeah, uh, it, was, it was funny. You know, and the funny thing is, is uh, Scott Speedman and uh, Liv Tyler, you know, were the ones that carried this movie. I think they both did a good job. I mean, there was some backstory that they were struggling through, you know, a, a bump in their relationship and whatnot. But, but uh, you know, it just, I don't know, it just kind of, I, I, I caught myself thinking, well, why do we have to bother with all this shit? You know, why, whatever. But I actually think it ended up adding to the story in that you know i bought into them and i cared more about them you know especially in the final scene absolutely you know and i I don't know i mean in in where i was kind of uh not i was just i wasn't irritated but i was just like ah why bother with this and you know in the first part of it um you know as as we learned more about them and learned what happened and what was going on you know it's kind of heartbreaking and then to have these people go through what they had to go through that was brutal Man, did you learn anything from this movie? I learned that uh, I'm going to keep my guns handier, <laughs> or know how to use them. Oh, sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, absolutely. How about you? Um, I learned that Lisa Simpson has a folk album because <laughs> there was one part where I'm pretty sure they're listening to Lisa Simpson singing. Um, <laughs> and uh, I also learned that all I need to do is kill a few people, and those pesky Mormons will stay away from my house. Easy. <laughs> Easy, come on. Um, any who else said that? Uh, you know, I did not get any who else said that, but I did get a kick in the balls. Oh, who was that? It was to whoever decided to call the the movie The Strangers, because I went in and I was thinking that this was going to be a movie about uh, an instructional video about how to, you know, the best technique to lay on your arm till it goes numb and then actually <laughs> masturbate. The left-handed stranger. Exactly. Nice. And so you know, I was I was kind of bummed that it wasn't that, but it turned out to be all right anyway. No, pretend your hands live, Tyler. <laughs> that's a good, that's a great point. <laughs> Man, no, my kick in the balls would go to James, the husband in this. He he is absolutely useless whenever <laughs> the shit starts right. to hit the fan. Right. Like he doesn't know how to load a gun, use a gun. <sighs> he has he has a clear shot at the girl in the doll mask. Yep. And he doesn't take it. And he gets kicked in the face by the dude. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's like, what are you doing here, man? He, I'm gonna. This makes this literally makes me want to like have guns hidden throughout the house, just everywhere, and like booby traps. Of course, that would not go well. But whatever. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah, one thing about like this that. movie I found very interesting though is because I'm with you. I don't. I don't think that this movie got the got the love that it deserved. And. I mean, in the beginning, before I rewatched it, I didn't think it was that great of a movie because it got screwed. I was taken totally out of it with the t- you know, because of those bitches. But um, this actually was a very successful movie at the box office. Uh, it doubled its money, right? Well, no, not even. Let me let me check my let me check my numbers because this is like. like oh, I thought it cost ten million and it made twenty. Let's see. According to Wikipedia, this the movie's budget was nine million, and the gross revenue. Uh, I assume that's from uh, nationally and internationally. Was eighty two point three million? Oh wow! Well, and I, you know, but I mean, regardless of whether that includes DVD sales and all that stuff, I don't, I don't really know. But I mean, that that's a that's a pretty successful movie. Wow! Yeah. I, n- I never, I never knew it did that well. Yeah, and I was actually really kind of not shocked, but I was like, wow, okay, cool. 
not that this is a low budget movie, but I mean, nine million dollars relative is, is, is relatively is a low budget, especially for oh, yeah. you know a Hollywood movie. And when you think how bare bones this movie really was, you know, it's like I mean, it's unreal. I mean, there were no, I mean, this let's just say it is an Avatar because it's actually good. But you know. <laughs> well, there were no special effects in this. I mean, they they destroyed a few vehicles, but that was pretty much it. I mean, there was like there were only maybe one or two scenes where they would have used any kind of uh, effects. Well, Liv Tyler probably wanted eight million herself. Scott Speedman got a half a million, and the rest they spent on craft services. Yeah, <laughs> but no Those masks, dude. Oh, are you kidding me? They 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 got that. The, the director goes down to his grandma's basement. Grandma, can I borrow some of these antique masks? Well, no, those masks in the movie are probably cheap, but online they have their own website selling those, and they're like forty dollars to a hundred dollars a pop. Well, dude, but not if you steal them from your grandma. Yeah, I'm that's all go I'm saying. Okay, sweet. <laughs> um, I do have a who else said that. Sure. He says, "Why are you doing this to us? Because you were home." That is every conversation I have with the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> oh man, the memory count on this movie was zero. Yep. Um. And we're going to find the... Oh, no, Blair Witch did have some. Okay. Oh, yeah, Blair Witch had some. Oh, I, um, and I have a six degrees on this one, too. Let's hear it. Liv Tyler was in Empire Records with Maxwell Caulfield, who was in Waxwork 2 with Bruce Campbell. Uh, Empire well, Records. I like that movie, too. I hate that movie. Really? Yeah. I grew up with that one, though, man. That's I mean, not grew up. But in high school, that was a big movie for me, though. Suck balls. Anyway, what do we got? What? Um, huh? what would you give this? Um, I give this a definite buy. I, I mean, this is a great movie. There's, uh, um, God, there's really not a whole lot I can say bad about it. I, I'm going to give this one a bone saw, man. There you go, man. Do it. Because it, it hit all the right notes. Hit all the right buttons for Johnny. It did. <laughs> That's cool, man. No, I, I was going <laughs> to say something dirty, but I didn't. Oh, well, this would be the first time that either of us has shown any tact when it comes to not saying something dirty. Restraint. I'm like, what? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet man. So uh, let's play a quick tune. We'll be right back with uh, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two.
All right, so we're back. Um, the movie that we're going to be talking about is Book of Shadows, The Blair Witch Part 2. Uh, came out in the year 2000. It was directed by Joe Berlinger, who actually, um, it, it was a documentary uh, uh, filmmaker. He directed uh, Paradise Lost 1 and 2. I think that's where I got mixed up earlier with the vampire uh, killing. Because, But no, it's the same t- kind of deal. But, I never saw that. No, I, I wonder. I'd like to, by the way, uh, you never saw Paradise Lost? Wasn't it about a small child who gets killed or something? Um, I, you know, I can't remember exactly what it's about, but it's kind of about the same type of thing where a girl's parents get killed. And I hope I'm not just mixing up all the stories, but, but uh, you know, in, in uh, these the, the community blames these kids because they were in a devil cult, and he keeps playing tunes from Metallica's Master of Puppets in the documentary. I'm like, oh, dude, I, I have seen that. Have you? Because they put like sanitarium and stuff in exactly. That. Yeah, I remember that one. Okay, so yeah, there you go. And there's, it's funny because part one, you're, you're kind of down on the kids. Part two, you're like, you're getting down on like the, uh, uh, you know, maybe that some of the parents in their, you know, in their hypocrisy, you know, put these kids away as a scapegoat and whatever, or to try to cover up their, whatever. Actually, I'd, I'd be interested in watching those again. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should talk about documentaries one of these days. Hell yeah, man. Anyways, uh, yeah, maybe maybe that will be a sinister sideshow. Oh, that we sounds talk awesome. About, well, by the way, we're, we'll talk about sinister side, side ugh, the sinister sideshow in in after we're talk, done talking. But uh, but uh, it's going to be some sweet shit. Sinister Hell sideshow, yeah. sweet shit. Uh, it was written by Dick Beebe and Joe Berlinger. Uh, budget was fifteen million. The gross was uh, forty-seven point seven million. IMDb gave this a four point one. So uh, yeah, it's still still in that uh, good uh, good score area okay uh it starred kim director as kim diamond she was the uh the goth chick it was funny because because they basically uh in this movie all of the all of the characters were very one-dimensional and cliched you know and i they i think they did that on purpose and by the way this fits into the uh this fits into the i love this movie i don't give a shit what you say wasn't that one of the categories we're talking about <laughs> it was number 4 oh okay right um it starred jeffrey donovan as uh jeffrey patterson erica learson she was the wiccan as erica gearson tristan well, they really went all out on the names yeah they did tristan skyler as tristan ryler wait no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, excellent. And Stephen Barker Turner as Stephen Ryan Parker. Oh, that's a little different. I, I wish I didn't know their real names versus their fake names. Um, but anyways, you know, this is, this is kind of a, you know, what they tried to do is make this a natural extension of, of Blair Witch without actually going back and doing it, you know, another found footage, you know, movie. Uh, it starts up basically the beginning it's showing clips and other you know kind of documentary-esque footage about the fallout uh from the original Blair Witch being so successful and it actually even talks about how people you know this was just a movie quit freaking out you know because uh all sorts all sorts of people are are um you know headed to uh you know the town where the where all this you know supposedly happened let and me ask you a question let's hear it were those people were all those people actors, or were some of them actual residents of that town? Uh, I I'm not sure exactly, but I'm uh, but uh, I will say ninety percent that I they were actors. Okay, because uh, some of those interviews seemed pretty pretty genuine. You could tell the actors, I think, but I wasn't sure. And I know the director was actually in one of those sections, you know, in one of those parts in the beginning. No, oh, really? I, I'm almost positive. Uh, what what was the town called? Burkittsville. 
Yep, Maryland. But um, so, anyways, uh, there's you know all these people that have kind of invaded their town. Some of the people are pissed off, you know, just because all you know all the riffraff has shown up. A lot of them, a lot of the locals are actually trying to cash in. Uh, you know, some of them have like the internet stores. They're selling Burkittsville rocks and soil and. In uh, in in the case of Jeffrey uh, Patterson, he's he's actually has this whole web store. He's putting together like these stickmen because I mean, if we remember from the beginning, or sorry, from the original, you know, all these pagan type stickmen were created, and it was all part of the, you know, of the of the Blair Witch mystery and and whatnot. But uh, Jeffrey actually has his own tour group, where he basically got a rapist van. Painted it in camouflage and takes people out to and shows them some, you know, takes them out into the woods and shows them some of the significant parts of the, um, you know, of the, where all these legends supposedly happen. Let's be honest. He didn't really show them as much as they went out there and they got shit faced on top of the. Oh, that was. Come, the, yeah, well, come on. What else are you going to do? You can see that shit and you can get shit faced on it. What are you going to do? There wasn't even a tour, dude. They went like 10 feet into the woods and started getting like just wasted. Yeah, but dude, okay, I, they were going to do more touring, but the shit hit the fan. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they made it to their first stop. They decided to have a little party, you know, overnight. And then, uh, yeah, then all of a sudden some fun stuff happened. And actually, the first part of the movie, they're picking up each one of these characters. It's so funny because they're pretty bad. I mean, they're. The characters are, I mean, they're they're pretty, like I said, one-dimensional. One's the witch, and she loves nature, and she's there to, to uh, restore the name of Ellie Kedward, you know. And, uh, you know, there's the goth who's just out there to, you know, probably party, and like you were saying. But anyway, they get their shit together, head out in the woods. Um, they, you know, they stop at uh, Ellie Kedward's house. And, like, I th- is it, that's what it was, right? The, I can't remember exactly. But, uh, yeah, you're right. They just had a party. They they got all high and they got all drunk. Uh, they wake up in the morning to find out that all Stephen's research. Stephen, by the way, I didn't mention is, uh, you know, he goes to, I think, Colgate College. He and his uh, fiance are there to write some kind of stupid paper. But uh, all his research is ripped up and uh, all of the camera equipment stolen. However, the goth girl is a, a psychic. And so she knows that uh, the tapes were actually uh, still around, and uh, they're buried in the same place that the original Blair Witch tapes were found. Oh, is that is that how she knew that? Yes, she she. See, I didn't know. She had I a second sight, you know, some some kind of weird, you know, ability to you know to uh, understand because she knew that girl was pregnant, you know, and she you know all sorts of other. Well, I, rem- I remember that she said, "How far along are you?" and all right. that. But I just I didn't realize when she started digging in the dirt like Rin Tin Tin like what she was doing, right? Or how she knew that, right? No, that's how <laughs> Rin Tin Tin, you bastard. Marmaduke. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so um, the the night before they re- actually ran into another tour group, and uh, what happens is is uh, they found they they ended up finding out late a little bit later on that uh, that tour group was found murdered. And uh, so, I mean, to make a long story short, the police kind of were, were, were after Jeff and that, that whole tour group and trying to figure it out. And the, and the story kind of plays out like uh, flashbacks, like they're, like they're being interrogated in a, 
you know, in, in, a, in a police station, and, you know, they're going back and showing different parts of, of what actually happened. Well, what actually happened is they go back to Jeffrey's house. They, um, you know, they, they have all these tapes. They start looking at the tapes, and a lot of just weird shit starts happening, you know, and this is where you get to a point where, you know, you're thinking that maybe there's some kind of a spell put over them, and I don't want to get too in-depth of it, but uh, there's things that happened that didn't actually happen. You know, they find out some stuff from the tape that, that uh, shows that they did some stuff, but the only way that they could find it was by playing it backwards and typing in the typing the commands into the computer backwards, which is bullshit because I try that all the time at work and it doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it it turns into kind of like this paranoid. Uh, everybody's starting to suspect everybody else. The witch, you know, disappears and every you know everybody's pointing fingers and trying to figure it out, and it you know kind of turns into Survivor almost, you know. But uh, anyway, um, there you know, in my opinion, I mean, I understand that there was some really shitty acting in this. The one-dimensional characters were were pretty tough, you know, to swallow. Um, but it was, you know, there was a lot of silliness. There's a lot of fun, you know, funny uh, comedy in it. I don't know what you think, man. Dude, I like this movie quite a bit. I I never seen it before. Really. It- yeah, and um, well, the reason I hadn't seen it was because of the first one, and I think this one is leagues above the first one. Well, and you know, the thing is too is is this movie has everything going for it that that you know I was talking earlier about the Blair Witch and you know and it's and it's uh, awesome backstory and all that. This movie had the same things going for it, and uh, I thought it was I thought I mean I really liked this movie, and, but I mean it's obvious that there are like a lot of flaws in this movie. I mean it's 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 obvious to me you know just, oh yeah i mean in the acting wasn't great you know in, in some parts in fact some parts it was laughable but well the only actors i didn't like were the the couple um steven and tristan mm-hmm. they were bad but everybody else i could i could get on board with i don't know why but i really liked the, that goth girl the kim diamond they actually oh, yeah. they, they gave her that name and kind of as a homage to uh king diamond by the way but did uh, they really yeah you know, and and she was funny, and you know, and there was a couple scenes with her in it, like where she goes and buys some beer. That's just that, that really cracked me up, and whatever. But uh, she actually turned out to be really hot. I mean, she wasn't like ugly in this, but pictures of her now is like wow, awesome. Oh yeah, in real life, she's really cute. Oh yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. And the soundtrack, there was some hits, there were some misses. Uh, freaking Nickelback was on the soundtrack. Were they really? For for hell's sake. Yeah, but uh, I think Poe was on it. I think I heard Poe's Haunted. I, I love that song. I don't know. But uh, anyway, that, you know, that's basically all I really had to say about it. Um, except for, you know, what's funny is is uh, in – maybe we don't have time to really talk about this. But uh, this movie has a, like a lot of quote-unquote subliminal messages in it throughout that you freaking miss unless you're really looking out for them. And, uh, well, well, basically there, I mean, there's all sorts of like shadows and all sorts of weird, um, you know, for instance, well, let me just, let me, let me go on on this real quick. Uh, basically as a gimmick on the DVD and the VHS, they added a spot where they call it the secret of S river, which is actually reverse spelled backwards. There's a hidden message throughout in the movie that, uh, you have, have a set of clues for. And, uh, some of the clues were, um, uh, let's see. There's a part where a shot has a gravestone, like in the beginning when they pick up the goth on the gravestone. Uh, it, it, it has a certain name. It, it cuts away, it cuts back and there's a totally different name on the gravestone. 
Um, so the clue, I guess, was grave. You know, there's shadows of stickmen in, in parts of the water. There's uh, weird images in the mirror in the interrogation rooms. All sorts of things like that. There, they, you know, there's there are things you see like in windows, like like words in windows. And if you're not looking, you'll never see it. And uh, the secret of S River is going to give you some weird, strange message. It's funny because I actually Googled it today. And uh, it tells you everything about it online. It's really stupid and silly. But I don't know. I mean, I, it's it's kind of a fun gimmick if you're kind of a dildo. You know, whatever. I might have to go back and watch that, though. I think that sounds kind of cool. Well, it, you know, and it is kind of cool. But, I mean, just like everything in this movie and even in The Blair Witch, they try to, they try to make everything seem a little bit uh, scarier and creepier than it really turns out being. But whatever. I loved it. Um, as, a no, as a couple of notes... Uh, this was actually a, uh, Joe Be- uh, Berenger's version of the film uh, didn't make it to. Artisan actually went in and made a lot of cuts to the movie, recut the movie, and uh, make it a little bit more commercially viable, apparently. Um, and uh, apparently Berlinger didn't really like that very much. So maybe that that is some of the reason why it's kind of cheesy, even though, you know, like I said, this is I, I watch this movie all the time. Um, this movie was actually nominated for five Razzie Awards, included Worst Picture, which, by the way, the original film was uh, nominated for as well. It uh, actually won a Razzie for Worst Remake or Sequel. Um, the is uh, uh, a little bit of of uh, remake news or whatever that uh, they're actually, or sorry, sequel news. Um, last year, it's actually announced by the the original creators of uh, the Blair Witch Project that uh, they may go ahead and make a Blair Witch Part Three, which uh, I hope is good. That'd be pretty cool, man. Anyhow, that's I mean uh, that's all I got as far as talking about it. Uh, I don't know what uh, did you learn anything? Uh, I did. Uh, I learned that sometimes the sequel is a million times better and more entertaining than the original. <laughs> more entertaining, better. I I don't know because you got to remember Blair Witch at the time was very unique. Very, you know, it's a new idea. But anyways, yeah. I'll stop. I'll, I'll stop defending it. And I learned that sometimes uh, witches poop on you. <laughs> that's that really. That's a hard realization that we all have to make. <laughs> I learned that I really want to do a goth and a Wiccan at the same time. Oh man, that Wiccan was hot, dude. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, let's see. Uh, any uh, who else said that? Oh yeah. Um, they were never seen again. Their footage was found a year later, unexposed and useless. Mm-hmm. That was the behind the music for Chumbawamba. That is too bad. That is <laughs> too bad. They get knocked and, down and they couldn't get up because all their shit was busted anyway. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> and uh, the last one is, uh, Jesus, how did they get in there? That was Snooky from the Jersey Shore when her anal crabs were discovered. Oh, yikes. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have one who else said that. Uh, we're all versions on this bus. Uh, that was ahead of your high school chess club as they embarked to challenge East High in an epic chess battle. What? The, the line was, we're all virgins on this bus. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, six Degrees, uh, Jeffrey Donovan is in every single episode of Burn Notice with Bruce Campbell. Burn. Burn. I actually yeah. really like that show, by the way. No, I've never seen it. Um, my it's, mom watches it. It's good. So. Your mom's a smart woman. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but... <laughs> I'll have to check it out because I've heard it's pretty good. Oh, it's, I, I really like it. Mostly, I liked him mostly in this for Bruce and this in in uh, Jeffrey Donovan. I like both these guys. I like him because this movie, by the way. Well, I was gonna say Jeffrey Donovan seems fine in this movie, but in Burn Notice, from like all I've seen on like previews and stuff, he seems mm-hmm. like kind of stale. Nah, like, nah just, you'll like, get into it. Monotone. It's good. Oh well, yeah, but you'll get into it. 
cool, like Ben Stein. <laughs> um, the uh, kick in the balls I got in this movie was Sheriff Cravens. He, he was just, a mean sucker. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, the whole movie is like he just wanted to put Jeffrey Donovan back in the mental institution. What a dick. Did you get yeah. one? I, I got... Uh, I got uh, Jeffrey for being such a dildo and having all this stupid shit to sell online. I'd be pissed if I like paid for soil and to get a rock ship to me. It's, <laughs> it's like he's just dicking around, spending two minutes put together these like stick figures. He sends them out, charges thirty bucks for him. Screw that guy. Man, smart anyway. businessman. Oh, he man. lives in like an old like shut down factory or something, which which is really cool and it adds a lot to the to the actual movie, if you ask me. I, mean, oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it would have been quite as cool as if he lived in some regular suburb, uh, you know, suburban neighborhood. Well, um, they couldn't have gotten away with a lot of the tricks either. No, absolutely. Um, the memory count in this was five, and none of them were her. I can tell you that. None of them were who? That well, Eric Learson. That all... was a. That was like a double or someone. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Really, you think so? Oh yeah, I'm sure. How do you really? Okay, I yeah, never thought of it. it. As far as I know, she's never appeared naked in anything, and and you, that's something you would know. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I invest a lot of time into looking this kind of thing up. <laughs> I'm sure you do, dude. That's excellent. <laughs> uh, so you know, in conclusion, totally cheesy story, good backstory, um, you know, laughable acting, but all in all, I freaking have a good time every time I watch this movie. I love it. I'm going to give it a buy. I would give it a low buy, but I give it a buy. Sweet. Um, I, you know, and it's really funny to me because I just did not enjoy the original. And this movie, I, you know, I'm not gonna say it was great, but it entertained the hell out of me. Well, sure, you know, and the thing is, is I mean, if you didn't like the the original Blair Witch, this was a completely different style. I mean, there's, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I I I watched this one a hell of a lot more than I watched the original. In fact, I don't know if I've watched the original since uh, since it first came out on DVD or VHS back in like. You know, shit, ten years ago or something. Yeah. So that was ninety nine, I think. Oh, whatever. Oh, either way, it's ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, thanks everybody for sending in your uh, voicemails, your emails, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, this was a little bit longer, but I, I had a good time with this man. It was fun coming up with those lists. You know, kind of re- thinking about some movies I haven't thought about in a while. Well, we've been exposed, and we've been exposing each other to um, new movies. What? We've been exposing Yikes. ourselves to each other. Yes. No, um, but I mean, like, um, like we were saying, I mean, um, people are telling us about movies we need to see that we haven't heard of. Oh, and, absolutely, you know, I, I do have, have Equinox. I, I I did pick up a copy of Equinox because of the girls in Creepy Kitch. So I, apparently, I just have to go and bite the bullet and watch it. Yeah, I mean, so it's cool. I mean, everybody's getting to learn about new things or absolutely. things that they already know about. Cool. Um, okay, so uh, if you want to send in a voicemail, 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. If you want to get a hold of me or Johnny and Mike at cadaverlab.com or Johnny at cadaverlab.com. And uh, this, this is probably going to be the, the, one, of the one of the last episodes, uh, regular episodes that you and I do together because we're going to be moving on to the Sinister Sideshow. Which is really hard to say. <laughs> which, which is undefinable at the moment. Oh know? no, it's going to be awesome though, man. We, you know, and the thing is, is we is uh, what we're trying to do is come up with a, a podcast format, and you know, and or whatever that that you know isn't like 
you know, your regular everyday horror movie podcast. I mean, we want to come up with stuff. We're th- I mean, in, in what we'd like to do is, is, is I've just, I mean, we've both been pretty busy. We've been coming up with some ideas and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, we still want to think about it. We're, we're going to be doing this once a month as well. The, but uh, I mean, we we just want we're we're gonna I think we're gonna be doing stuff like uh, you know trivia contests things like that. What else? What else have we come up with? Um, we're well, we're gonna be talking about you know certain kinds of uh, movies and stuff. I don't know. We we're just tossing ideas around right now. Yeah, and so you know we're gonna try to come up with something completely original, something that maybe you you don't get out and. Uh, in a podcast or, or whatever, or else it's going to be completely you uh, copying something else. But you know what? It's going to be fun because it's <laughs> us. Okay, who cares? Get off our backs. No, I mean I think it'll be really cool. But there are a lot of things that um, I've been brainstorming about, and Mike has too. So yeah, should be fun, man. Be awesome. Awesome. So uh, all right, you got anything else for tonight's show? No, it's been a long one. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been a sh- yes, it has, but it's been fun. Oh, yeah, dude. So, uh, from the cadaver level, see ya! Bitches.